All right, everybody, here we go. All right, I just dropped popcorn everywhere, everybody. I'm sorry, I know nobody's here yet, but we're about to get started. I just spilled popcorn everywhere. And here we go, it's gonna be a great night. All right, hopefully we're having some people come in. All right, welcome. As soon as we get the technology involved here. There we go, everybody, welcome. We got a great show. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Oh yeah, hey everybody. Finally, we have the secret co-host happening right now. All right, I'm also sending in the charge to people that we're starting right now. How are you doing today? I'm good. <clears throat> How about yourself? I'm doing great. It was a pretty uh, jam-packed, busy day uh, with work. I had extended meeting, but oh my mm -hmm. gosh, I'm super excited. Couldn't wait to start tonight. Uh, hey, hey, look, out. there's old Stinky. Hey, Stinky. Yeah, here. Huh? Was it cat? No. Um, I could see. The Kelly Robertson. Um, oh, that's who good, you're talking to. I thought you were talking to Good old pal. Fantastic lap steel player. So I hear. Um, good. Anyway, good buddy. So thought I'd say hi. Well, good. good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they're able to join us. I'm looking for our guests. I don't know if they've been able to make it just yet. Um, but oh, we are going to be talking to, I just came into the chat, to, there we go. So uh, we're just waiting for our guests right now. Uh, they are going to be uh, Brianna Booker and, of course, the Carlton F. I'm going to hopefully get those two in the room as soon as we can. They're probably getting ready, getting their stuff together. I don't know about uh, you. This is your first uh, live joining in with me, huh? It is. So how are you? How are you doing? I mean, are you nervous? Well, just are a you ready? Smidge, I guess, just a smidge. Um, but yes, I am a little nervy. Uh, they're a little jingle jangled, I guess. So hopefully, I can uh, um, ride the wave, I guess, and not disappoint because uh, oh, you know. Definitely not going to disappoint me. Uh, I'm just so grateful that you were able to join me. Um, so if you are just joining us, I'm Angela Murray, and I'm representing the Unraveled Influence uh, podcast with my friend. Um, <laughs> dude. Hey, hard. thanks, man. Know, right? Hey, I we got to have a chat. It. We got to have a chat, Mr. Tom, sometime soon. Um, I know I've been rather distant, so I um, apologize for that. But when you have time sometime, why don't you hit me up or I'll hit you up. How's that sound? So, but thanks for the compliment, I buddy. Appreciate it. I love, I love how, again, you're my guest and you've brought so many incredible friends for us. Huh. To, well. Awesome. Here we go. I think our guests have arrived. Um, and again, um, I'm so happy that uh, Cody, you were able to join me tonight. Uh, he has been so gracious to be my co-host because Andy, unfortunately, could not make it on this Tuesday on May 2nd. Uh, but we are so excited to have our guests join us. Oh, hold on. Hello. Oh, oh, sorry. Hey. Hi. Oh, my God. Um. This is what I love so much about this technology. <laughs> it, it's, it's always my kind of group. We always 
kind of trip a little bit when we start walking, but then we run through the rest of the show, and it's just so much fun. So thank you so much. It turns out that you cannot go Instagram Live on a laptop. So oh. well, last minute, you, you, we were like, oh, no, what do we do? You're going to have to back up, love. Well, supposedly you, wanna... you can go live <laughs> you know? on the laptop. You just got to download a whole bunch of extra software to do Yeah, it. I tried Googling it, and it was like, you can't do it unless you, like, schedule it. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I tried. I tried <laughs> oh, to, too. So. I haven't even attempted because I'm just going to stick with the old phone and, like, the little jack into the two different computers and, and just cross my fingers and cross my toes and hope I don't knock it all down. But, oh, my gosh, first of all, thank you all for coming. Yeah, I got my popcorn ready, too. Also, um, <laughs> Cody and I were chatting before uh, just because he's, he's so graciously joining me for the first time ever. Because uh, Andy was here. I have like a nice, beautiful sign that I couldn't even do anything with. So, what are you going to do? Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's so I, cool. I was going to write your names on it, but then I had to write it backwards. So, I didn't get a chance. So, maybe by the end of the show, I'll have it all done for y'all. But thank you guys. So, for those of you who are joining, we have Brianna Booker and the Carlton F. And uh, we were just talking basically our days, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about all the amazing things you guys are doing. But before, what are you doing? Who are y'all? Other than being this power couple and it's is it okay if i call you all a power couple a poetry power couple no no i keep that down every time somebody does that <laughs> all right well, then I'm gonna I'm real quick. Mic. there's no power it's poetry all right it's a bunch of people standing around jerking each other off we pay to lose money on a community event that we were hoping would you know just bring some joy to the lifeless local i mean they found a dead body across the street from our house and our our friend is like you guys should go talk to the news, plug your show. And we're like, we're not going to exploit the dead person. <laughs> um, that's kind of weird because um, uh, I just did my first open mic when I was traveling for spring break. And my piece was about, it's actually the 10-year anniversary of these women who were found in the basement of a house in Cleveland. And I was like, oh, my God, am I exploiting this situation by utilizing this poetry piece? And I'm like, oh, God, I hope yes. not. So, yes, I am. Yes, I you are. Right, you well, should definitely be ashamed of yourself. I do feel ashamed of myself every day, so. You'll get over okay. it. I'll, I'll, I caught the sure. comment about the dead person in the documentary. Um, I think it's the documentary you guys mentioned, the dead person found behind the theater, maybe? Is that right? No, 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 no. Not behind the theater. Or is it just the apartment? We, uh, we actually live in a slightly different town than the theater. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we live in East Stroudsburg and Stroudsburg are, it's, there's a bridge. We live okay. about a mile and a half away from the theater. Okay. Um, the documentary that Joseph Tainton mm -hmm. made, whose name I'm butchering, mm -hmm. who will probably wind up watching this at some point, okay. he will log in. Okay. Um, okay. he will be very chuffed that we talked about him. Uh, he actually will be on our show in June. Okay. So. He's a great documentarian and writer. Mm. And that's Stroudsburg's is, critic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That show is June 12th, and that's a Monday, and that's going yep. to be uh, your first return. So this is the return of popcorn poetry. Uh, can we talk about the history of that? Where did that come from? And um, what, all, what what's all that about, y'all? Because that's what we're here to celebrate. And what is it? Um. So actually, my show on Saturday. Sorry, I just like shoved candy in my mouth while I started oh, talking. Oh, that's weird. No, it's okay. We're gonna get to the show on Saturday too because you're doing but, open mic. But Billy Mac runs that, and Billy Mac actually was my introduction to the scene in total. Um, so I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, my introduction to the scene wasn't through poetry. Um, 
he started this mic, and it was very important to him to keep it free at the living room. And that was the name of the venue. It wasn't actually in his living room. You, If you knew him, you would know why that's an important distinction. Um, but um, I'd walk a mile and a half every Sunday to go to this open mic with my friends and just kind of hang out and be around art that wasn't just like classic music in the school band or choir. Um, and that was a really important thing to me as like an underprivileged kid growing up in rural Pennsylvania with nothing to do in these towns. Like it's all bars, it's all age restricted. And we kind of sat down and we had a talk. Um, and I talked to some people that I know. And thankfully one of my professors at my former university had a connection at the theater and at the library. And I was like, I really want to have an event where it's accessible. You know, we can have the kids who are 14, like I was, have access to it. Um, and it just kind of was a huge blessing to have her help. Um, but it was very important to have this free, accessible community event. Um, Carlton came up with a name for it. So. Yeah, it's really cool that you guys do that and that you were <clears throat> interested enough that, you know, that it meant enough for you to walk a mile to a venue to see poetry performed, um, which I think is awesome. And then to then take that, move it into your own deal, um, make your own show and bring the same thing, you know, to others, maybe in a similar situation or or position, rule, what have you. But uh the the uh, all ages thing makes it I think way cooler because um, you know kids don't read a whole lot anymore and they don't you know all that kind of stuff books poetry so forth it's not the hip hip thing anymore yeah. well I mean well, what some of you teachers um, high school age we don't, we don't. they don't read um, and that's okay because I'm also Brian I'm kind of guilty of that as well I don't read as much as I say I do at all you know <laughs> but I I do like to uh, engage in the poetry scene so uh when you guys were doing that did you see a lot of people your age or was it kind of all around in that area like a lot of different types of folks were there so honestly we had kind of an older crowd than we expected um my high school alma mater is right down the road mm -hmm. and then the other way down the road was the university that i was coming from um, as it turns out, college kids really also still don't care about poetry. Mm -hmm. And also, if they can't get a free ride yeah. to the bar, they don't care. Because mm -hmm. we have concessions, but there's no alcohol allowed mm -hmm. for, you know, the reasons well, of, yeah. you know, some people might come who are in high school and that would be a liability for the theater. Oh, um, and they're okay. nice enough to allow us to use that space for free. So Actually, I'd say we've had a pretty good turnout from the college. Our friend Rundy, um, who mm -hmm. had since graduated, but was still like I think she had graduated like the year before. Mm -hmm. She featured back in September. September. That was like our back to school show. Mm -hmm. It was actually very important for us to kind of. I mean, it sounds much more marketing guy about it, mm -hmm. but uh, we were trying to kind of, for lack of better words, capitalize on that. And um, Rundy had been the lit mag editor at the campus, and. Oh, wow. Um, I knew her from my crappy diner job. She'd been a customer for years since she was in high school. I hit her up and was like, hey, I've never heard a single poem you read. I'm willing to take a chance. You want to come do a thing? Mm -hmm. uh, she did it. We got a pretty good college turnout. And we've actually, our feature, one of our features in July, Katie Pabone, 
uh, will be actually we know because of Rundy. Like oh, wow. two people who Rundy and her friend Rissa. Rissa reads books on Instagram, who is an absolute mensch um, <laughs> of the highest order um, and has a much better social media following than any of the three of us. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. Um, we're looking for internet cloud. Rissa is Yeah, we're looking for cloud. Backpack on Rissa. Okay. Um, both, um, they reviewed our book for us and, you know, what have you. Um, that's cool. Um, so, like, no, the college has been in tune. Um, I'm 41 years old. If I'm tapping into the high school, I'm a little weird about it. I'm 40. I think I'm good. I just turned 40, so. I'm 42, and, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 30 scared the crap out of me. 40's fun. I, I just turned I'll be 40 all over again in a heartbeat. I'll tell you what, even though my life's going to shit, I'm still fucking happy at 40, so I'm good oh, yeah, on that. Totally. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what the fuck's going on, I'm still fucking happy at 40. I don't yeah. give a shit. But, yeah. Because yeah. at this age, uh, you just don't give a shit anymore. You just really don't. Nope. And, you, and you're young enough to, like, still go, I still got some time. I'm not 50 yet. I'm not 50 yet. But, yeah, I wouldn't want to be, uh filling in the high school crowd, <laughs> even though I teach high school, so I understand why you would feel uncomfortable with that. But it kind of brings me to a good point, because there has been conversations about whether poetry is dead or not, and I don't want to go there, but do we need the youth, uh, the teenage, the college-age students to be a part of it, or is it dead after us, or what do you think? Um, may I? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I don't know if it matters. I mean, not the youth don't matter. It's the people who want to find it will find it. Mm -hmm. uh, not to feel the dreams of this too heavily, but we'll build it. If they come, they'll mm -hmm. come. I, I, there are so many people who do. You find out they care. Yes. Um, I. However, I feel like um, I'm a huge fan of. You know, I, I made my bones in the corporate world on the idea of judging people largely by their potential and then seeing what they do when you focus on that. Okay. Um, I'm, I've met younger people who I'm like, if you stop doing this, it will hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, oh, my God. Your first show that you ever did when you were actually a teenager, um, a young lady named Olivia Romano, who I have known forever. Mm -hmm. um, Olivia recently hit me up and asked if we were still doing all this and might yeah. want to come on board. I hope, you know, I hope she wants to. Oh, um, I know because out of my very small hometown in Northeast Pennsylvania, Tunkhannock, there's a woman named Katie Wisnowski, okay. um, who runs a group called the Breaking Ground Poets, who compete at Brave New Voices and all that jazz. And there is, they've been doing that a long time. Don't ask me how long, I'm not their biographer. But at the same time, there is absolutely a market for that, but they're focusing on things like slam and performance. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. don't know if they're reading poetry. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. may, may I piggyback off of that? Yeah, please do. Please. Yeah, um, please in, my, in my first creative writing class, um, he had us, you know, write about the importance of a specific genre of writing. And I specifically wrote about Insta poetry, like that Rupi Kaur, Amanda Lovelace type of style of poetry. Um, there's a lot of people shit on it. Um, and I just, it is a weird thing how people shit on the things that like young adolescent girls are into. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we're gonna shit on boy bands, we're gonna shit on Taylor Swift, we're gonna shit right. on Insta poetry. And yeah, I, I 
I hope that that's not where they stop with poetry, but if that's their introduction, you mm -hmm. shitting on it and making it seem like that's all poetry can ever be isn't a way to encourage them into reading what you think is quality art. Like, degrading what they like to say, like, my shit is better right. isn't right. helpful to anyone. If anything, you're just pushing them away from the art form. And I, I think that it has a time and a place. And I, I think that it doesn't get as much credit as it deserves. I mean, I don't really know that many other poets that are going on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that's very fair to say. Uh, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know you tend to have a really good... No, because I, I think you're right, because if, if we shit on things, then that just distances them. And so then, you know, they're just like, well, fuck that. I'm done. I'm out. Um, you know, I think we mentioned Taylor Swift earlier. Man, she writes good lyrics. She's great. I really like Taylor Swift. Um, was it 1989? Is that the, the album? Is that her album? Okay. I love that album. Love it. Um, front to back. Love it. But up all my pretentious dickhead buddies would have shit on that kind of thing you know they would have just been like eh, <laughs> you know Carlton, come on what about you are you swifty i i'm not allowed to not be i'm dating her <laughs> i think i like that new album more than you did the, the midnight album yeah you did yeah um yeah. to be fair i haven't really listened to it all the way through totally um I'm more of a nostalgic Swifty fan. Well, I like when Ryan Adams did 1989. Well, <laughs> I did too, but there's a problem with Ryan Adams, and we could probably oh, discuss it? that at length. And and uh, oh well, but is Ryan Adams canceled? Well, he, I think he, he was a few years back, but maybe not anymore. I I love his Breaking music. News. He, writes per he writes perfect songs. I mean, the guy is fantastic. He just might be a little bit of an asshole when it comes to relationships. Um, but back to the whole, you know, shitting on things. The guys that shit on things or the people that shit on those type of things are usually pretentious, overly pretentious. And so they're trying to feed their own ego so they don't look, you know, less than the cool guy, I guess. So um, but usually mm -hmm. it tends to stem out of pretension rather than, you know, truth within yourself, I guess. But uh I know at least that's why I would shit on stuff like that and you know, growing up is I wanted to look cool and it wasn't necessarily because I didn't like the thing, so. Well, I don't know about shitting on things, but I think you should be allowed to be pissed off when you're getting shitted on. So that's how I feel about that. But um, back to the popcorn poetry thing real quick, because you have quite of a lot of people that you guys are actually featuring, but I want to hear kind of like the layout of that uh, as far as that June 12th event that's going to be 6.30 p.m., to 9 p.m. at the Pocono Cinema and Cultural Center, so in that CA area. So, like, you guys have a lot. Like, this is your grand reintroduction back to this whole thing. So, like, what do you guys, like, what would somebody who has never been to a popcorn poetry event, they show up, what would they expect? What are they going to see? What is going on? You ever watch a guy have a seizure? I mean, <laughs> actually, yes. <laughs> She's the teacher, so yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, I, that's what I love. Yeah. So let's talk about dogs having so, seizures too. Okay, let's get, let's go there too. So, um, so tell you, to answer your question, I'm going to tell you what happened at the last up uh, popcorn poetry we had. Why we're on hiatus right now? <laughs> um, to tell you that story, I'm going to tell you this story. Um, 
So I walk off stage. <laughs> um, and I'm talking to our two featured performers. Post the open mic. We do an open mic typically. June okay. we will not, but you know, um, in July we will resume our normal programming. You know, June we're throwing a party. We got all of our best oh, friends yeah. together. Well, some of our favorite people. I mean, there are people. Look, twelve is a lot. I have a rule when I put a show together that it shouldn't be longer than a movie. No one wants to go to a four-hour marathon. I'm sorry. No offense on the four-hour marathons. But don't. one of those people is a baby. <laughs> yeah, we booked a we booked a toddler. No literal baby. They're wow. five. But <laughs> wow, is this like their first performance? Kirby's five. Kirby's five. Crouton. Oh, oh Crouton. Crouton. I apologize. I just doxed a five-year-old, y'all. Yeah. Crouton, but five-year-old is going to be performing at the June twelfth event. Oh my gosh, yeah. super exciting. It's That's pretty much yeah. yeah. children. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited. Elderly, like in the eighties or nineties, because then you're featuring everybody there. Mm. I think I might be the oldest person on this show. I think the person who was featured, the other feature we had, the poet that we had for February. Dawn is not as old as you are making her. No, owe her an apology. Right. Now. <laughs> okay. Um, that wasn't true. If she was no, I'm sure Dawn is a vampire. Dawn has looked like that as long as I have known her. Uh, Dawn Lays. Uh, hang on, let me look at my people I need to mention checklist. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dawn Lays. Yep, there you go. She uh, runs her own reading series. <laughs> Dawn is an absolute gem. I have known Dawn. Dawn is one of those people who has never wavered in her niceties to me. Oh, and um, even at times where it was probably a good idea for her to do that. Um, I love Dawn. Dawn is an academic poet, which is a whole nother beast compared to the two of us. Mm -hmm. But um, Dawn is white writing workshops and... I met Dawn actually at one of the very first poetry readings I ever went to, um, which was, oh my goodness, I realized the other day, we're banking on almost 20 years oh. now I've been involved in wow. this scene. Um, Dawn lives in the Wilkes-Barre, Kingston type area, okay. uh, which means nothing to y'all. Um, you ever I'm see the office? Two times over. Yeah, um, I, I'm learning, I'm learning. I'm going across. Uh, the, um, yeah, yep, yep, there you go. Um, yeah. So, um, but Dawn and our friend Chris William, who uh, runs the uh, I'm Annoyed podcast with his wife, Kara. You can't see it on my sweatshirt yeah, because, yeah, they're so well made. It only took four months for it to get here, hey. but they sent me two on accident. Oh, so um, the uh, Chris William, who right now his open mic is actually going on. So we are not in Sunbury. <laughs> um, and he Not is Chris. apparently ill right now, but has a guest host who will also be on the June 12th okay. show, Rashid, uh, Rashid Wesley Jr., uh, she got jokes. Um, the, uh, they are some of our comedian friends as well as, and I'm not taking off this sweatshirt to show it off. <laughs> our buddy Zach Hammond will be there. Uh -huh. Um, wait, wait, I have to say it properly. Uh, mayor of comedy nationally touring comedian, Zach Hammond. Oh, um, okay. he's going to give me so much crap for that. I gave him the password to my Paramount Plus, and his profile name is literally Mr. Mayor of Comedy. Wow. I really mayor. need to stop saying wow. that in public forums. <laughs> um, He's going to kill us. Yeah. He's going to come back for Thanksgiving and go, okay, you guys are getting in the woods now. I don't believe anyone on this show will be offended when I say that Zach is the funniest person I know. Um, okay. uh, Zach and I kind of came up together. Mm -hmm. Um. We, uh, so I'm very excited. Zach actually 
guest hosted the month we released our book. Um, the um, so Zach's great. Um, we never did answer your question. So popcorn <laughs> poetry. Uh, I had a seizure. Oh, I've never had a seizure geez. before. Oh my god. Yeah, that I didn't was you. know it was like oh, that. Oh god. Are you yeah. Um, they don't think I'll have another one, but they don't know why the first one happened. Well, I'll, I'll, I can actually maybe tell you, because the same thing happened to my daughter when she oh my was God. in second grade. Oh. Yeah, I get a call. It's February 2nd. I'll never forget the day, 2014. Um, and my daughter has a seizure, okay? Never heard, like, never had any sort of a uh, medical issue ever, okay? Uh, I rushed there. And we were at the hospital for four days. Nothing ever came from it. All the stuff. Now, they then all of a sudden, all these people started coming up with these stories where, yeah, so-and-so had a one-time seizure. So-and-so had a one-time seizure. And for her, I don't know, she was so overwhelmed with whatever was going on that her brain kind of just like short-circuited, I think. She just got so, she started like, oh my God, I don't know what to do, what's going on. And it freaked her out to the point where, boop, the, like the brain reset itself. I, that's how I viewed it. At least that's how I tell myself. And uh, thank goodness, and you know, thank goodness for you as well that it's only been a one-time thing, and it's never happened again. It's been over it's been a long time since. So, same thing for you. I'm, I'm hoping. Is, was you, um, you overwhelmed? June twelfth will be three months with no seizures. Okay. Uh, my doctor said I'm clear, so I'm here. You know, <laughs> uh, show must go on. Um, so that was the impetus for the uh, popcorn poetry was the. No, that was the impetus for the break. Okay. Okay. The oh, impetus okay. for okay. poetry was that it's in a movie theater. Um, oh, popcorn, popcorn was a multifaceted thing. Um, popcorn as an adjective it was some uh, fancy wordplay that we think like a lot of people poetry. misunderstand. Uh -huh. like misunderstand and they think it's popcorn and poetry. Because I understand. I'm never offended. Um, that happens a lot. But yeah. Oh really? I like, I like how you guys have it as popcorn poetry. I I get the fish. I get the vision. Don't I? Oh, you seem to get the vision too. Don't oh, you? I, I'm a sucker for alliteration. I love alliterations. Yeah. So, uh, and I I, I'm use, a I I probably overuse alliteration, but uh, I just love the way it sounds, the way it looks, and so forth. So, um, you you'll never go wrong without with with that with me. So. So when you do the popcorn poetry, I know there's comedy and music. Is that kind of, it's going to go throughout the whole show or is it like comedy starts or poetry starts or just however, how is it going to be built? Or is it just kind of whatever? The audience mm -hmm. is going to see it live. It's a big pile of chaos. Um, it's a, it, Carlton often describes it as like a circus or a zoo. Um, is that because you enjoy I mean, things? Well, he should know. Like, yeah. What yeah. little from what little history I know of, it, of him so far, yes. having met him, you know, or met. What was, what you was know. your dad's clown name again? Riddles. Okay. Why did um, I think it was Puddles? No, no, Puddles is the, the singing clown. <laughs> um, no, I, um, I have, I have a corporate background in events running. I used to run like conflict conventions and stuff okay. uh, for a publisher and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, I am not to do a little too much of this, but I am very organized in the chaos. Um, okay. I think um, Brianna's family have their own issues, but that's not my place. But like, I, I was raised by super crazy people. Like I have a bipolar mother and a bipolar father. And like, they were just, so like you're raised and conditioned mm -hmm. to kind of mm -hmm. know how to wrangle that sort mm -hmm. of people. Oh yeah. Um, so like in a weird way being, you know, I don't know if I would know what to do if I was around a bunch of normal people. 
Like, I work at a restaurant now, and I work around the most normal people ever, and they all look at me and go, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take Saturday off, and I'm going to go to Hamburg, and we're going to read poems in the third floor of a weird gym. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's like, it's all good. <laughs> like, um, And I think this is kind of our world in a lot of ways. And when you're born in that chaos, you learn how to kind of wrangle the same chaos and you're equally as good at it at this point which is so the way you and i was raised in a different type of chaos but it was chaos all the same mm -hmm. yeah oh my god can you imagine if we'd had normal parents we'd work in like a bank can i ask maybe That's a stupid money. question real quick so having watched <laughs> no. the documentary the uh ramones jackets that, that you all wear i noticed everybody's kind of got the the leather jacket um can you explain that? Because I had no clue. Not me. But I kept seeing this jacket on several people. I'm like, they all got these jackets. What's you and Maddie do very nice. So Maddie actually, okay. So Maddie Brzezowski, Brzezowski, oh my God. Yeah, she's, she's going to get mayor. shit later for the fact that I can't pronounce her last name. But it's because she's told me that the correct pronunciation is two different pronunciations. And every time I say it the way she said to say it the last time, she says it's the other way. Mm -hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um. Carlton had actually bought me that jacket okay. earlier that day mm -hmm. at a Gap outlet. Okay. <laughs> it's like and vegan leather, fake leather, whatever. I'm sure it's made of cancer. <laughs> and Allison Lubar, who we adore, um, wrote poems based on the, the dinosaur flyer yeah. that I had made. Um, I make all their flyers in Microsoft Word. They're not that complex, but <laughs> I... I love doing silly stuff like that. And so we just kind of went with this dinosaur theme. And mm -hmm. so Carlton had bought me um, the dinosaur t-shirt. And I was going to wear some other jacket. And then we saw the leather jacket. And my old one got ruined. And this one was pleather. And I don't eat meat. Mm -hmm. And I have some new, new changed ethics. And so I was like, oh, my God, this leather jacket. And he was like, well, do you want it? Like, it's on sale. And so we we bought it, and I wore it, and I was just excited to wear my pleather jacket. And then Maddie gets there, and I'm like, oh, are we wearing the same jacket? <laughs> she was like, no, but almost. So it was just kind of a coincidence. Um, oh birds of a feather, you know. Um, hey, I, li I like it. I thought it was pretty cool. And then Carlton, your jacket, your coat, rather, the uh, big. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Hey, man, I love that. I have a. I found in a thrift store years ago a Hagrid, what I called my Hagrid um, coat. Oh, that's like amazing. Two dollars. Yeah. Um, but similar, not quite Heck as yeah. cool, but, but similar. And I, and I saw that you got two of them. Um, so smart man, mm -hmm. you always need a backup, black and brown. So got to match your shoes. So yeah. I like it. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to no, ask I a question it. about, about the jackets because I was so confused and I had, I had to know what the deal was. So. <laughs> I love that the takeaway on this is not that we pimped out your old coworker. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, no, Joe actually, <laughs> the our friend who made the documentary, who was like, "Hey, do you guys mind if I make this documentary on your event?" Um, when he made it, he was like, "What's with you guys all saying?" I believe it. Like, what's the story behind the "I believe in you" thing to each other all the time? And we were like, "No, we're just being nice and friendly." 
and encouraging. Like, I don't, and we had to go rewatch it. And we were like, wow, we really do say that to each other a lot. People really do think we're just being bitches to each other. Yep. We're not. Well, we're negative. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm so glad these are the takeaways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad well, I, uh, we are choosing aesthetics that are pleasing to the eye. It, it, it all works. Uh, so, so what makes a good, good open, like, what makes a good, um, poetry event, like, what you're going to be putting on? Are you going to have, like, a variety of type of acts? Like, what makes a good, you obviously pick the people you wanted to showcase, because what about them? What types of um, artists are you guys really trying to feature at the June show? And then I definitely want to get into what you got going on this weekend, too, because I know you guys, I know, Brianna, you're being featured this weekend at your other, at Billy um, Max event, but. Yeah. So, so again, I mean, yeah, go for it. You know what I said. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can really define what a, good poetry event is because like our events literary based but comedy is technically a spoken word art as Absolutely. well um and you know i think music is poetry mm -hmm. i get asked that question a lot um same part of the brain yeah um and i, th I think every every month is unique i mean we specifically chose to do it once a month because we didn't want to oversaturate mm -hmm. this little market that we have here um and it also makes it a little easier on us since you know we pay our performers um but i i mean our first one we didn't have open micers so i guess having open micers show up never had that problem before we had people show up for the audience but nobody wanted to perform in the oh, open really? mic portion it was very a very unique problem that, that i it was like the last problem i would have ever expected for us to have if i were to make a list of potential problems no one coming to get their crumbs of attention would not have been one of them this <laughs> well, is traditionally a very self-interested art form but not necessarily disagree, but I'm more of like, who's a poetry fan that does not do poetry themselves? Who's that person? But you're saying you had people that were just ready to sit, just not ready to speak, or again, maybe, I, I'm, just, I'm shocked by that. I am shocked by well, that. We, um, oh, okay. we, uh, we both work and are active in our community in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, we are, I mean, not to, again, you know, but, uh, but I'm, sprain my wrist doing this through this um we invite you on here to do that like you don't have to do it any other time but do it now like we want to hear of that because you have done this because that, we're talking to you because of the work that you all did like, oh, we well, thank about, you so much. no seriously like uh you built something i know um uh, brianna you were quoted as saying that you're not necessarily building it for beyond your space because you just built it for your space but i'm gonna tell you i think you guys are actually rippling out a little bit I think you are reaching more. And again, you hit the college crowd, but again, your location is actually pretty unique because it hits a lot of really saturated areas, but it's not too far away. I mean, we are an hour away from New York City, an hour in change from Philadelphia, mm -hmm. an hour from deep into like New Jersey, or if we want to go to the Scranton or Wilkes-Barre area, we're like 45 minutes away. Mm -hmm. uh, no one on this show, is anyone on this show local? Before I um... shut my foot in my mouth? Joe. Joe, Joe the documentarian yeah. and our friend Strasburg's critic on Facebook. Uh -huh. um, the um, and then is anybody else on this local? I'm trying to think. Am I forgetting anybody? Mm -hmm. I'm about to feel really bad if I'm um, wrong. 
Maybe check the flyer. I am now. Yeah. I don't think so, though. Opinions. You mentioned almost everybody, but I don't think I've heard you guys talk about um, Casey Romero. Casey Romero. They are a gem. They live in Manhattan, actually, right now. Um, and then you uh, have I have known Casey. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Miriam's from Jersey. Um, Arthur, she, uh, also, I think, from Jersey as well. Who? Arthur, yes. Yes. Arthur, <laughs> I think, is our, our connection. Yeah. You're like, who? Who the fuck is Arthur? I don't know who the fuck Arthur is. No. Arthur, Miriam, yeah. Arthur, who, believe it or not, I have never met in person. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I've never met no, him. No, um, no. Arthur <laughs> is one of my favorite people to uh, talk shit with. Um, we, uh, are, are, we have grown very close over the last maybe year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. uh, at one time, there was talk of Arthur even publishing me. Uh -huh. I was probably not there yet. I'd only put out my one book, then I put out my first book. And I know I think I sent him a proof, but mm -hmm. Arthur will be there. Arthur was supposed to be our March feature, right. uh, okay. but I had a seizure. Oh. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was actually April. April. I believe he was going to be the April teacher. March was originally going to be Joe and Billy Mac, and then you had your teacher. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And um, look, if you expect me to actually keep track of everything <laughs> right now at this moment, although I'm going through my cheat sheet from the side you're window a here. Job, um, but I think you pretty much did everybody else except for maybe um, Ryan Flattery. Ryan Flaherty. We adore Ryan, yes. Um, but Ryan's house actually burned down not long after he featured in November and was in the documentary. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. The other local is Kyle Mocha. Who's on my cheat sheet of people to mention. Mia, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did a great job here. Yeah. Remember when you said yeah. I was doing a great job? Um, <laughs> Ryan is a, a fantastic comic. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, his. Uh, fiance uh, Yasmin Wahid is a amazing visual artist mm -hmm. who has actually drawn us a logo for the logo for the event. Oh, um, I uh, can we can we see uh, it? Are we gonna get some? Uh, I wasn't gonna put it out there, but screw it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll pop it up for you. This is gonna take me a moment, it's so okay. I may need to. Yep, here we go. We can keep chatting because I'm super excited about uh, uh, again the whole. Uh, That's it. Back. Words. Pretty cool. I, know, that's what I, I hate. I fucking hate that we can't read it right. That really is such a <laughs> such a pet peeve of mine. I, we'll send it to you. Okay. We'll send it to you if you want to put it on whatever post you make or whatever. Oh, you don't mind. Uh, um, we'll yeah. that for sure. Yeah, so yeah. It's um, a good place to be for your event here. Because again, like you said, it's very local for a lot of hours away. So you're also talking about the people that we're seeing that we still love. Ryan, I think we're still talking about. Rye Flaherty, um, he and his fiance's home burned down uh, last right. year, and it is or earlier in the year, I guess. Very early after the new year. And um, it it was really cool to watch the community come together and take up uh, benefits oh, and God. collections and what have you. Um, it was so nice to see that. I mean, sometimes yeah. community is just a word we use to sound like we give a crap. Mm -hmm. And this was not one of those cases, right. I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I um, I have Ryan. Yes, I've. I've yeah, I love working with Rye because he's like one of those people who you know it's not bullshit when he's positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there's some people you talk to and it's like real toxic. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, shut mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Like, um, dude, I've seen you when you're not like this. Um, mm -hmm. This is not one of those people. Oh, so I, okay. I love being That's around Rye. He's actually yeah. got a relatively infectious positivity about him. Oh, okay. Um, 
the uh and then our friend Kyle Mocha, who is absolutely a person worth talking about, by the way. Right, I feel on. like that's worth mentioning. Right. Um, Kyle oh. runs, uh, I don't, don't know if it's inappropriate to say this, but it's absolutely not completely accurate. Right now, Kyle is actually doing the Bring Your Own Vinyl Night at the bar, literally two blocks from our house. Um, and um, Kyle runs the, actually, we will be at a mic tomorrow night at Yard of Ale here in town. Um, that he and our buddy Steve-O run. A different bar than he is at right now. <laughs> yeah, he there's because it's a college town, there's a row of bars on the main yeah. drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure Kyle has an event in every single one of them right now. Yeah. Uh, wow. There was a brief period where we ran what I can only describe as the little comedy open mic that could oh, with God. Kyle. Um, the little comedy mic that could. I wish that still existed. That just is such a great name. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the name of the event, but that's what I call it. But I'm saying, um, I think Kyle would agree. Um, <laughs> and the uh, so, so they'll be doing that tomorrow night. Kyle's very funny, big Irish Catholic family. Hi. You know, I don't know if they're Irish, but they're Catholic. Um, <laughs> they're very religious. I don't even know if they're Catholic now that I said that. Jesus, people. they're just very evangelical. Yeah, they're very, very. I don't think Kyle would disagree with this. Very religious, and Kyle is inherently graduated. You know, um, to believe in. Something probably, maybe not a god. Um, yeah, I think he, yeah, but the, the um, that's Kyle Mocha. He is our other local. Him and Joe are definitely our two locals. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah, Kyle. I went all the way around for that. It was like an old family circus comic strip. There you go. Kyle actually has a short film that you can watch online. Oh my god, yeah, called The, the Basement, Basement Bar. Bar. The Basement that Bar. Um, was actually screened at the Pocono Cinema. So there are all of these little connections, personally, because Billy Mack told us when he was originally going to feature in March that he also used to work at the cinema back when he still lived here, because this is also his hometown, not just mine. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have that little weird connection that people have of, like, we eclipsed each other for so long, and then our paths finally crossed... um, Actually, apparently Chris William, one of our comedians, will be on this. Um, the I'm Annoyed podcast gentleman um, has performed in Chris's or Kyle's basement. Oh, yeah. Then I I had my seizure. Chris uh, Kyle Chris was actually our feature. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Don Lace, who we mentioned okay. earlier, uh, were our features, and they actually never got to go on. So we will definitely book Don again. She's in Colorado right now with mm-hmm. um, her boyfriend's sick father or something i don't know um the point here is that it's important to make personal connections with these people mm-hmm. i find yeah um i think i talk a lot about how there's no um poetry and comedy and juggler and all this stuff bowling night and i think it's important to some of us go to the show we go home people don't know anything about us and right. we've made it a goal to make sure community is not some word we use mm-hmm. you know it's something we actually exhibit it's why you won't hear us talk about it at times yeah, because it's, it's, you know, it's, do it, don't say it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not trying to just put out an advertisement, even though I'm trying to blast it because I want that ripple effect. Because I want to have more people because I want to expand my own personal self. Like, I'm looking into going into, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I believe Cody and I have had this conversation, and you may have had this conversation too um, before, is that because this is such a niche area it becomes almost incestuous in the small locale so like nashville has a whole scene but the nashville people are not going to cleveland but as far as spoken word as far as my experience <laughs> your uh, uh you know your area they're not going out to chicago 
I mean, some people will, but not everybody. So is that yeah. because we're too niche, we're too circle our wagons, we're too afraid to expand, or because people are inauthentic, oh. we're afraid of strangers? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. It might not mean anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell you, screw you, you're wrong, but... You can. I am a huge fan of the, I don't think you are. Um, I think in many places you are. Okay. I, um, I think, however, my attitude again, instead of saying it, doing it, has always been to almost force poetry into people. Okay. Um, we run an event where every month we made sure to book a poet, but other months we just went, all right, so you're going to come to see the comic. Mm-hmm but I'm gonna make you sit through a 10 minute set of a poet and an open mic where our open mic is comedy and music heavy, mm -hmm. but there's always somebody who's like, I'm gonna read a poem. Mm -hmm. We had a comedian read a poem, John Greer. Yeah. Um, also runs an event and is super supportive. Runs every other event that Kyle doesn't run. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greer Fest. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, yeah, it's, um, okay, I just sent you the uh, short film that Kyle made, actually. Oh. So you guys can watch that whenever. Oh, awesome. Uh, okay. Thank you. The, um, but, oh, go ahead. One, one of the things Kyle says, because Ky Kyle being a comedian, you know, um, they're kind of the people that really have to put the work in. Poetry is a little different because we don't work. We have easy. But, I have to make you feel anything at all. They have to make you laugh. Kyle loves to say, like, he just, he's too lazy. He doesn't have it in him to, like, go even to Jersey and, like, perform at a mic and get offered a show. And one of the things that Carlton likes to say is, um, you're, it used to be you were competing with the other show, A Town Over, and mm -hmm. now we're competing with Netflix and Mr. Mayor of Comedy watching Rocco's Modern Life on Paramount+. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Because now you've got to put on pants and you've got to drive 45 minutes and beds are just really comfy cozy and why, 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 it'll be there next month. The marketplace of entertainment changed. My mm. first, um, when I first moved here, one of my first uh, featured sets, I went up against one of the Avengers movies as the alternative to something to do that. Okay. Um, and that's I mean, that's, that's competition. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I can either go to an open mic that happens every single week, mm -hmm. or this is the week Avengers happened. Right. Um, and I'm sorry, I can go to the free open mic that I can go to anytime. I mean, any performer, any performer. I can't tell you how many comics I know, or poets, or musicians who have friends they've known their entire lives, who for the last five years have been like, man, I really got to get out to one of your shows. Oh, wow. And it's like, nah, I get it. I get it. I really do. Um, because life gets in the way. It does. I can't, it does. I mean, I, I mean, once a month, somebody messages me and goes, hey, you got to come to my show. And I'm like, hey, I don't mean to be an asshole, but I don't want to. <laughs> like, I, I don't. And I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I got my own things. Yeah. And you can come to mine and I'll put you on it. <laughs> you know, um, I live in the mountains for a reason. You know, like... <laughs> Other thing about it is, as much as, like, we force the poetry on people, like, you're going to come out for the comedian, right. but you're going to sit through this poet as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
Carlton sometimes does say that he wishes we'd named the event something else because it is hard for people to tell what it, what it is. Mm -hmm. We have okay. had to go out and tell people, like, no, you can do your music here. You can tell your jokes here. You can do comedy. You can do whatever. We had a magician once. Yeah. Um, like Scott did, um, the, he did a close-up magic, yeah. which was really great on a stage in a theater. Surprisingly. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Um, but, it, kind of, you know, yeah, because... Yeah. Poetry is in the name. People think, oh, like, I can't go to that. But no, you absolutely can. Um, and, you know, that's in the event description and everything. But, um, but that's I only thought, on I Facebook. I wouldn't read that if, yeah. if I was when anybody we, else either. When we put a flyer all around town, yeah. we've, made it a, we've made it a personal goal from here on to make sure. I mean, you'll see the new flyer that you have up. Yeah. Is, uh, it says comedy, poetry, music. Yeah, uh, for a reason. Yeah, free. free on it. Yeah, he keeps getting asked if there's a cover. And I don't really, look, we we lose money every month, but it's not like we don't work hard for it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not swimming in it by any means. If you saw how we had to fandangle our apartment to be able to do this, you'd be impressed. <laughs> um, it's very small. I'd be spending um, my money on much dumber things than supporting my local artists with a box mm -hmm. of trinkets from the right. local businesses that I frequent anyway. Yeah, we do. we do not pay them in cash. It is important that I say that. Okay. Um, because the cash we would give them would be insulting. Um, th thank you for driving three hours. I mean, I think Rashid's coming from Williamsport to do the thing. He is, yeah. It's like three hours away. Yeah, it's very far. Um, and every now and again, distance to our show, which we live in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Like, we are an isolated area. We live in the Poconos, though, so it's a tourism destination. Yeah. My big pitch when I know people are coming from far away is like, look, I mean, if you really want to do your girlfriend people come to the poconos to go on a vacation all the time just drag it out till monday it is a destination <laughs> where people come to like go to like the ski slope to the water park just to propose it's like living like, on the jersey shore or something like that like it's the same silly yeah. thing people rent a cabin or a uh, airbnb or what have you yeah. we have um you know water parks and all this silly indoor water parks and you know there's a casino within an hour in two directions mm -hmm. and yada 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 and i mean you can do heroin or whatever you want to do i mean please don't do narcotics but yeah it's but an option i mean you can do it anywhere but it you know. sounds like there's so many things to do not just check that out uh but there's also you can extend for the whole weekend like you said bring your loved ones i mean schools be out so yeah just come out camp and then stay through monday stay for the rest of the week and then there's gonna be a bunch of shows in the area too it sounds like because you guys Keep having these little local things keep happening. Brianna, you have something you wanted to add or say? It looks like I cut you off. Oh, no. Um, just, I. no matter how you pay, like, your performers, like, you should, you know, mm -hmm. uh, thank you goes a long way. But, you know, we write thank you cards and all the gift baskets mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, years and years ago, I did, a, I did, I accidentally wound up taking a job uh, emceeing a burlesque show. Somebody had dropped out and... Um, I like the, the accidentally. Uh, well, I like that. you know, I kind of, it was kind of an act. I fell into the gig. As you do with most gigs, I find when you are a, for lack of a better, I work through an agency and I'm, um, I, I, it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm listed as a variety performer, not a comedian, not a poet, mm -hmm. not a juggler, that's a juggle. And um, the, uh, they don't really know. I don't, unfortunately, much like, my favorite definition of poetry is uh, anything that you can't call something else is just poetry. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's important to me to, to, to point out that, like, because of that, you get to do weird shit. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of our duty as artists to be of service. 
so I, I got to do, I, uh, somebody dropped, a comedian, I guess, dropped out of a, of a burlesque show. Uh -huh. A friend of a friend knew about it. I went and did the gig. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the show where I went over very well, I was very glad. I, I like emceeing. It's a fun job. Um, so I go and I do this, this emceeing gig and I do my set up front and then introduce like cool, like twirly people and like, you know, people with nipple tassels and stuff. And um, it was so cool, it was so hip, and it was in a ballroom of a crappy hotel, you know, like oh, wow. like they do those things. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, the woman who had organized it thanked me and handed me what, I'll be very blunt with you, as a poet who every now and again gets handled a couple of bucks, mm -hmm. um, I thought was a lot of money. And I looked at her and I said, um, thank you, but this is a lot. And she mm -hmm. said, and she takes my hands, <laughs> and she just goes, you are an artist, <laughs> and you deserve to be paid for your art. And uh, as awkward as that yeah. moment was, yeah. um, she was right. I, right. I, it's very, I very important for, to me that even if it's just like, here's a free pizza, mm -hmm. it's so important I, to me that we pay the people who are willing to come and share their craft with us. They're doing us a favor. Like, I know that there is this culture that is being cultivated around us right now and on a larger scale as well of, like, I offered you a show, I'm giving you exposure, like you're getting paid enough you're exposure, right. bow down to me. And it's like, no, like if you think that this person is actually talented, then they're doing you a favor by accepting that invitation because there's no other reason to get mad if somebody says no to your show then. And right. we all know that they're upset sometimes when people tell them like, oh, I can't do that show. Um, people take it as a personal slate all the time. Mm. If you say, oh, I can't get out of work that day or something. Right. Interesting. Um, mm. it, it's the unpaid internship, right? Exposure. Exposure. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, Cody, you have a thought on that? So, you know, I, first, I think it's super cool that you pay them. Um, but the way you pay them, I think, is, super, is even cooler. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that's got more of a personal touch than here's 30 bucks, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And like yourselves, I had to do a whole bunch of rearranging and, and moving stuff so you didn't see all the mess and, and grossness <laughs> of my house. But the nice thing is that you guys, yeah, you're not, you know, swimming in money or what have you, but you still make the effort to say, hey, we respect you as artists. We respect you as performers. Here's a little something. Thank you for doing our show. You know, and I, I think, think that's I, just a super yeah. cool thing. So. <laughs> And I, I do kind of try to personalize the things that I buy, too. Like, when I go to, like, the little local soap store, like, I try to get, like, scents that it seems like will fit their personality. I don't just buy everyone the same soap, because that would feel kind of insulting, I think. <laughs> so personalized a, uh, little things. Yeah, go ahead. There's a little cafe nearby that sells uh, homemade potato chips. Mm. And every month there is an awkward, what flavor of homemade potato chips do we get for these yeah. people? Mm -hmm. Um yeah, just understand that if I ever gave you the barbecue flavor, it's because I thought you were trashy. <laughs> oh, ooh, that is some which, which is not necessarily a bad well, thing, by the way. No, I'm absolute trash. I, I totally understand. Um, the, uh, but that's not yeah. a criticism on our part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was for the one guy I did it to. It was a passive-aggressive move, okay. but whatever. I didn't book him to do it. I did not mean it positively. I I'm starting shit right now. I'm not going to pretend. No, I don't do that. I, no. If you want me to be fake right now, no. I could turn. Hang on, I'll do my customer service voice. 
Not a problem. No, we take very good. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, the, the same way I pick up the phone at work is the same way I would talk to my grandmother. Good afternoon, Mary and so and so's biology class. How may I help you? Yeah, like that whole thing. So yeah, no, I want real. And I think I want to bring back something that you said earlier, Carlton, is that you said don't say it, do it. And I think that's what you're really explaining to us right now. That's how you really do. And I'm going to use that word, showcase that community. And that's because of the way you're doing it, not just because community, 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 because that's what your community is built on, that authenticity of we're here to showcase our art. It's valuable, but this is how we're valuing you. Is that fair to say? Sounds good. Yeah, sure. Cody, you think that's okay? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's it's important to me that I grew up in a small town where there wasn't a lot to do. And then when I was like a teenager, I moved to Manhattan. Okay. So like, I mean, I like, I love talking to like the, I'm about, I'm about to sound real 40 right now. Um, I love talking to like the, 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 the hot topic punk rock kids and being like, look, I've used the bathroom in CBGBs. You need to get the hell away from me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I also sound like an asshole. So like, mm. um, but it is, it's, it's there's, yeah, that was fucking disgusting. Um, the, uh, but it's, it's also one of those things where it's like, so I got to leave and see culture. And, and, and as the world gets larger and smaller at the same time with like stuff like social media and all that jazz, uh, God, I sound so elder millennial right now. Um, but it's, it's okay. In a discussion posting class this morning, a woman was describing her writing style as for the other elder emos. He needs to stop. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's quite a... She's very special and unique. I want you to know that. She is very unique and should really keep shoving herself in a little tiny box so she can keep feeling special and unique. Mm -hmm. God, I hate people. <laughs> if I can piggyback off the small town mm -hmm. um, culturalist type of thing, um, I live in what I call Hillbilly Hill, um, real small town, 14,000 people. Um, Walmart's, you know, the cultural center and so forth. Uh, the other day, there was a baby shit brown truck parked on the corner with a Confederate flag flying off the back. I've got a picture if anybody ever wants to see it. But anyway, oh, that's um, you know, we get those, uh, yeah. you know, being. Mm -hmm stranded in kind of a wasteland um the fact that you that you took off i mean, I mean it takes guts to you know to do that first and foremost but but uh when you lack that culture it's hard to find too you know those, like you said those people that are going to find it are going to find it but it's still darn tough you know to to find it when you're stuck in one of those places um so how did how did how did you find it? like how did you guys both being kind of smaller town people, like how, how did you uh, find those? Like, what was your entry point? Like your- so I, don't, I don't know what yours was actually. I've actually never, you've never oh. told me the story, but so that'll be my first time hearing it from him as well. But for me, it was um, my best friend, Nadine, who her birthday's on Sunday, actually the day after Saturday. Um, that's how Sunday works, yeah. Yes, well, <laughs> I have this on Saturday, and I, I have a poem that I wrote as, like, an ode to her that I will be reading that day. Um, just, uh, you know, because I like to, if I ever do a show around her birthday, to do that for her. Um, just feels nice. But she was like, oh, yeah, like, me and my friends, like, we go to this open mic every Sunday night. And 
I didn't know what an open mic night was. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what, what is that? Now, at this time, I'm a French horn player in my school band. Mm -hmm. And she's a flutist in her school, but we went to separate schools. Mm -hmm. um, but her grandmother would watch her after school sometimes across the street from my apartment. And she lived a town over, because um, I grew up in East Stroudsburg. And then she grew up in Stroudsburg. And she was like, yeah, like, you should, you know, come out. And so I finally, like, convinced my mom to let me go. And I'm 14 years old, and I walk over to this thing, and I am, like, completely, like, mesmerized. There's, you know, this specific venue at the time is called The Living Room, and there are, like, couches and recliners all over the room, and there's, like, a stage at the front. Mm -hmm. But it was literally, like... You were sitting in yeah. somebody's living room, watching them like on stage, like almost like a basement punk show. It was so yeah interesting. Wow. Um, and that's not what the venue is like anymore. Unfortunately, okay. I I think it is kind of actually a disappointment that a venue like that doesn't exist in the area anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I think they really did themselves a disservice by remodeling and renaming themselves. Um, but they still do a lot of good for the community. So by no means am I like saying like, oh, fuck the Sherman right, showcase. Right. Um, and Billy Mack ran that originally. He fought really hard to keep it free because they really wanted to charge for it. And he was like, no, no. It, ne it needs to be free. They did take donations mm -hmm. um, to pay their featured performers and to like provide small snacks and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and... <laughs> Um, sorry, reading this note. No. But, you know, that was kind of my introduction to it. And I had taught myself how to play guitar. Um, so I would go up there and I would play guitar and I would sing and I would cover songs. Um, and I, I met a lot of really great people there, um, some of who are no longer with us, mm. um, which is very sad. Um, but their services were held in the venue where, you know, oh, wow. there was this huge community around them. And I, th I think things like that are kind of special. That means a lot. Um, that means a lot. It, in certain circumstances, I think it can be hard in, like, a, an open environment like that where, like, you're trying to invite people in and welcome them into this community. And they walk in and they're like, oh, there's a funeral going on. Okay, I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> but... The, you know, I wasn't thinking oh, of the I lost my best friend I was thinking about when I was six. Yeah, mm -hmm. I lost, lost I lost my best friend when I was sixteen, exactly two months after my sixteenth birthday. Wow. Um, and they they held his services there. His parents mm -hmm. flew out from all the way in California um, to come because the rest of his friends and all the rest of their family were still out here. So they were mm -hmm. like, "There's really no point to right. you know." doing anything all the way out here um and that there are photos of that up all over the internet that mm -hmm. i sometimes scour for mm -hmm. um but that mic has since ended and it was kind of the ending of that mic which i ended up taking over it was years and years later i'm 18 years old i take it over and then the venue decides they're kind of done with it like they're like no it's not making us any money you guys aren't doing the job like kaput um to be fair it's the smaller room of a very large like every area has like a community mm -hmm. theater type mm -hmm. where like seinfeld comes every year or something you know 
we don't get anything that big, but like, right. you know, that's, you know, and um, it is their smaller space that I'm pretty sure, like, they make some money, but like, that's not the goal of it. That's their community outreach venue. You know, mm -hmm. you and your punk band that you started in your garage can play there. And y'all get all your friends to come and mm -hmm. you probably get like 40% of the door or some, something, okay. you know. But we were kind of like, oh, there's now like this piece missing from the community. Like we, we should, you know, find a way to have that type of event still going mm -hmm. on in the community. I remember all of us meeting in, meeting up at the local um, silly chain restaurant and like trying to go, can we save the mic? And yeah. it was not going to, it was not saveable, unfortunately. No. But you guys but have offered a I'm sorry. You guys, you guys have become that 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 portal that was there for you. You guys have become that for somebody else. Um, I think uh, that was the goal. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, We've got a much older I mean, What little I've seen, I think that's what you're doing. I mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think in some ways we were that portal for some people. I mean, our friend mm -hmm. who is a local model is the best way I know how to put it. Maddie, uh, Maddie Gav. Maddie Gavin. Yeah. Um, probably would have never thought that there was like a place that she could go and read her poetry and things like that. And that now she does know and she does do that. And she's, you know, said it's some of the best times that she's had in this community where she's attending college. Hey, I, I know would, if I, I would have killed her something like that at 16, 17. Would have loved it. Oh, that's funny. John underscore NY9374 is like <laughs> talking about how much New York has changed. Dude, you are right. It is so <laughs> weird. Um, the, um, yeah, it's, it's, it feels, I, I told a friend the other day that it feels like pre-Giuliani New York, but it's also not, all the, only the bad parts. Huh. <laughs> um, a friend of mine today said we are living in, in our lives by the worst parts of the 20th century, and holy cow, does that feel accurate? Absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree. I, unfortunately, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, that friend is very quotable. Uh, it, screw it. He made our documentary. It was Joe. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, the, the, awesome. that, they actually typed you the question. I clicked on it. It was perfect. I didn't even know that it was going to pop up there like that. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's at the bottom Thank of the screen. Josh. That's so neat. I've never yeah. done this. This is, I'm very much a Luddite. You're very so. natural, both of you. Like, this has been incredible. Like, I hope you guys. Oh, you thank know, you. I've, I've enjoyed every second oh. of it, seriously. And I'm really looking forward to, like, hearing more from you guys, for sure. I mean, it sounds like I'm about to close. I'm not going to close it all because I want to hear more because we are not getting away from Carlton's story. Yeah. Uh, we are going to hear about how. Cause I, I know he went to get coffee just so he could not it's tell the story. Good. I'm probably going to ask you to hand it to me because you yeah. are physically closer yeah, to it Yeah, that's than fine. I, <laughs> I want to hear the story because um, it's the yeah. first time I'm hearing it too. Like, How I got into poetry and stuff? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there, oh God, I wish I could tell a short version of any story ever. Same. Um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I have an English degree, so I had to take poetry classes. Mm -hmm. um, they were awful. <laughs> um, I hated them. I mm -hmm. hated the academic pieces of poetry. Um if I have to hear one more Robert Frost poem, mm -hmm. I might decide to shave my head with a cheese grater and eat tinfoil instead. Uh -huh. um, nothing against that. I mean, that's got a place like that. I have friends who are academics, and 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 it's a different thing. It is. Um, but it's um, we all choose different drugs, I guess. Um, yeah. I um, I very much leaned into performance. Mm -hmm. I come from a family of um, out there people. Uh, my dad was a clown all over New Jersey growing up. Like that was his side hustle. He uh, he managed a train station for New York Transit, oh, wow. but 
then he uh on the weekends he opened um I don't know if you guys had this in you're from Tennessee I'm from Ohio he's from Missouri oh, okay. Oh, okay, I apologize. So I don't know if you guys had it in Ohio, but I feel like things go across the country in waves. Mm -hmm. uh, Cody disappeared. I know. I don't know what happened. But I was okay, I'm back. sure. Don't worry, Cody. We'll find out. He'll, he'll it's okay. Maybe his phone died. Okay. Yeah, that could have happened. Um, my dad did like the openings of like yogurt. Like, the, remember the yogurt places where you get the toppings? Uh -huh, like my dad had a deal with the people who opened those. And oh, he wow. would like, yeah, like he would like make balloon animals mm -hmm. and all this stuff my dad taught me to juggle yeah. and that was a way to get people to like me That's cool. um i think i i think i grew up a fat kid so i think um a lot of things all boil down to this will make people like me yeah. i've always been funny um i'm funny i'm not comedian funny i am lazy hey he's back, back. Yeah, we got hey. i was still listening well, I, I don't you. know what exactly happened um like yourself i'm a ludite somewhat so i get it yeah yeah oh i get it i just hand stuff to her okay. and go make it work yeah. yep um the um Josh is here. Uh, Josh will be on our show on June 12th. Hi, Josh. J. Dow Wrights, 30 West Publishing. Um, Who I keep mentioning in my college course because we're talking about independent publishers right now, and I'm yeah. like, I hope that somebody goes and buys his books. Josh, we're telling everybody how I got into poetry to get laid. <laughs> um, the, um, bearing the lead, y'all. Um, no. So I, uh, I, after I left the city, I wound up trying to take care of my mother, who was very sick, and um, I wound up living in the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton area for years. Um, they had a small community up there. Um, I learned to cut my teeth. Um, I find these poetry cultures um, kind of go in waves of, like, there's a lot of drama, and I think it's because we're passionate people. Mm -hmm. And um, because I, I, I used to say, and I still kind of say it on my bitter days, um, that... Poetry is like the wasteland for artists who don't have another talent. Mm -hmm. um, probably the most <laughs> critical thing I could say. But it's going to no, sometimes. I watch these people and I'm like, well, I don't have any rhythm, so I can't play guitar. And I, uh, comedy is a lot of failure. There's a lot of mm -hmm. failure you, you have to, to get a joke worth like, naked, And you really have to grind it out in order to be a comedian. I, I used to go and watch a lot of comedians. I had a co-worker who left to be a comedian um comedy like I, I felt like comedy and poetry almost need each other but also that music piece too which is, you guys already figured that out in your your area and that's why you're able to get such a harmonious interaction mm. between the three but yeah comedy's hard for sure it's like, yeah it's a lot of work it's timing it's it's writing it's what fits the genre in the moment and one thing you say here might not work there and you really have to grind that out i agree for poetry, i'm you funny at do it. any like i'm at i'm funny at denny's after the show um i'm not necessarily that yeah. funny like i've done comedy shows yeah but like it's i got maybe a solid 10 minutes at best and i've been doing this a long time that's pretty good um okay. uh i i click on the cuff Again, I'm funny at Denny's, you know. Um, funny at Denny's. So that wasn't really going to be my path as a creative. Because um, I knew I would be, you know, at my best, I'm probably a six, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. We have left bad comedy open mics, and I go, I shouldn't have been the funny guy there, right? <laughs> um, the, uh, which is really not fair to those guys, but it's true right. sometimes. Um, and that's because they're open mic nights, though. Like, that's what happens. Right, and it's like, um, you're shit out. And you out. who the fuck you are. Absolutely. And people absolutely. enjoy that. Because people like a train yeah. wreck and people like an underdog story that, it, oh my God, they were really fucking funny. So, yeah, but I was I never going to be like an underdog no. story. I was just going to be a guy, you know, <laughs> you, I, you never want to be the comedy are. version. Yeah. 
That's, yeah. that's the other thing about our event is you can't accidentally wind up at it. The movie theater is closed on the night our event is. Okay. So, like, you can't, like, go out yeah. and have, like, your girls' night out at the bar and then go, oh, shit, my dad's friends are telling jokes behind a microphone right now. What's happening? Um, I am, however, a really big fan of if I was, like, 23 and took a, and, and wanted to impress a girl that I knew something cool, yeah. that's where I'd be taking them. Like, I would be. Um, I'm basically married now, but, like, back <laughs> when I wasn't, you know, this would have been a trick I used. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, uh, so wait, hold while on. I was in... If you're out there and you're single, get your person, and on June 12th, you got a whole situation there. You know, bring them to see it. Yeah, but do you like, like, go there and then slide into everybody's DMs and go, oh, man, oh, I saw oh, you. And, yeah, don't do that, because no, I get no. shown those, and you're we're in the group chat roasting you. Um, <laughs> the, uh, hey, so... I mean, like, uh, if you had something to do to come see you guys, because, again, I'm not into, like, the fake community, but I really think there needs to be some sort of interaction because we're too stagnant too separated that's just yeah like please don't come to our event to pick up dicks um but the um so the 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 clipping i started going to yeah i'm really really funny at denny's but i'm not and i I don't have any musical talent i'm saying i was trying to be funny at denny's oh okay yeah yeah no you're you're yeah thank you thank you you know what go there and pick up chicks i gotta warn you they're all carrying pepper spray and we'll use it um but no, the um, bring your chick, bring your chick there, not buy yeah, your chick there. Yeah, your first date. It's probably a great first date. That's probably a great third date. date. Yes, That's third date. Yeah, yeah. this is our weird little speakeasy in the local That's movie theater. What mm-hmm. I was trying to do, man, try to try to get those third daters to come see you guys and be really impressed. <laughs> and they go, home, yeah, oh, man, yeah. Talk about that person was amazing. Oh my gosh, did you hear that comedian? Yeah, it's a great thing to do. You're so sweet. So the uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I wasn't gonna fit in the comedy right. world. I don't know, and actually, I get along with the comics probably better than anybody. They're my actual friends. Um, uh, I I believe it was Zach Hammond, mayor of comedy, who told us, mm-hmm. um, "You think fucked up shit is funny? That's why we're friends." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's um, it's and the poetry people can be a little um, sensitive. Um, I think that's part of the nature of that mm-hmm. world. Um, the and I am unfortunately an incredibly subversive person when I decide to start screwing with somebody, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I have some loud ethics that get me in a lot of trouble sometimes. Like if here's the story, we were outside of a venue once, and one of the guys who worked at the venue yeah. told us a horrible story about how he gave cocaine to a 16 year old and basically sexually assaulted her. That's so I stood at the front of the room and said, mm-hmm. "Shout out to the guy running the coffee bar. He probably molests children, and it was a whole problem." But <laughs> I mean, the um, that's the kind of crap I do. Yeah, thank you so much for understanding that part. Yeah, yeah, you don't do that. I like that you say that. Because again, people do that because we don't make that uncomfortable. We need to make that kind of shit uncomfortable because that's fucking wrong. Sorry. I mean, people like to call me out for causing a problem there, but whatever. Um, Anyway, the the point being, so I I started going to a place that no longer exists because art spaces get a couple of years, I find, especially when there's like government grants involved Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, um, and what happens is you start seeing the same 10 people over and over again. Right. Um, They always say a good writer's group will throw Mm -hmm. you out of the writer's group Mm -hmm. after a year because you start writing to the writer's group. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, what did you guys say? Things were really incestuous. Yeah, it's like an MFA program, right? Where the, you know, the the MFA kids start writing like the professor to make the professor happy and yada, 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 you know, that kind of shit. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's it's rough. Like, it's we all know little groups of poets who all sound the same. And 
Um, one of the cooler things about these communities is that when you find the pocket community, um, you start to realize there's a sound of that okay. pocket community. Um, and like I mean, board. actually, interestingly enough, there is an MFA program about an hour from here where I know 100% after hearing two of your poems where you got your degree from. Right. Yeah. Um, and the um, so I started going to the space and it was right in a weird communal shift in that area's poetry world. Um, there was a lot of infighting that I didn't understand because I was new and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to come here. And I went there with a friend of mine at the time and my, my roommate at the time. And we were like, let's go make fun of the arts people on a Thursday for free. And I did some shtick, which is the best thing I can describe it as. Mm -hmm. I, to this day, do not know if these people know that I was making fun of them. Um, and I wrote little bits. Uh, what I now, the type of stuff that if you follow me on Instagram mm -hmm. at the Carl Neff, um, are like on little index. I wrote them on little index. They would have been coffee photos nowadays. Okay. Every other photo I post is coffee through a filter. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has. Um, it's kind of hard to avoid them. So, oh, that makes one of us. Um, so they, um, that was like what I wrote on little index cards. Uh, my roommate at the time is playing harmonica behind me. Mm -hmm. um, we had made the deal. She wasn't going to speak. She was only going to play the harmonica. And every time I read one of these little TV bits, uh, one of which literally just said, like, talk like mushrooms. And I would go, yeah. have a frabba, have a frabba, have a uh, One of them, I remember distinctly, it started out with, like, Domino's closes at 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I want my pizza. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a dead bird on the side of the yeah. road. <laughs> um, and that was the gist. And each time yeah. I would throw the index cards against right. David Letterman. Right. The original plan was, uh, at the end of it, we'll, we'll yell, you're all sheep, because we were so <laughs> yeah. um, I I'm trying in my darndest to kind of signal to my roommate at the time, don't do that yeah. thing. We can milk this. They mm -hmm. love us, and they think we're geniuses. <laughs> Um, so the next time we went back, I had bongo drums <laughs> and did a whole bit about how my roommate at the time used to get hit on at the gas station she yeah. worked at. And it was called <laughs> Stop Hitting On Her Man. Yeah. Um, and we milked that for a little bit. And then I had some things to say. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think it's funny because this happens a lot. I've been to a lot of readings or, or shows or events or open mics mm -hmm. where you realize somebody's trying to fuck with them and they didn't know. Yeah. And it is my job, I believe, to be of service as an artist. Mm -hmm. And to kind of go, hey, you got an idea there. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can do when we focus yeah. it. Yeah. Um, instead of going, oh, you really showed us. Fuck you, get out. Right. It is so much more important to go, hey, there's a whole culture yeah. here. Let me show mm -hmm. you. Because um, sometimes you can bring those people in. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 sometimes I, they want to be in. And they just absolutely, absolutely. They don't because they want to feel like I'm going to reject them instead of actually yep. trying. So I hear you. And, yep. they, and they do want, they are receptive to that. I, I like that a lot. I tend to be like that. So I did that at work. for, mm -hmm. so I went to that venue for almost a full year. Um, and then I started bringing friends. Mm -hmm. And something, this was my first introduction to toxicity and community. Mm. Uh, my first real, because I guess when I came in, I was very idealized. And I go in there, I have a, a girlfriend at the time, I had started dating a girl from outside of that, and because mm -hmm. I don't really date indie scenes, I more date somebody than shove them into the scene. Uh, Brown and I have been together for almost four years, and mm -hmm. look at you. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so I, I, um, 
uh, the girlfriend I had at the time and I start going. She, we bring her sister. We're almost infecting this person. Mm -hmm. They're getting back. Um, because this is them hanging out with their friends. Uh -huh. So the guy meets me at the door, hands crossed. I'll never forget this guy. Wow. Uh, and his entire body language. Like he's a bouncer. And you got to understand, this is like a 40-year-old dude with a pot belly mm -hmm. wearing cargo shorts. Uh-huh. Um, and he, it's not scary. Um, and I'm excited because I bought a new shirt and I'm going to read my open mic poem. And homie looks at me and he's like, you're not welcome here anymore. Wow. And I go, oh, oh okay. Um, do you mind if I ask why? And he just goes, my house, my rules. <laughs> and um, I'm just kind of rolling my eyes and go, all right. And I walked home. Um, so then the venue closed the next month. Um, so I went. Um, but the uh, I will still never hey, forget that you weren't there anymore. Yeah, 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 I win. That's all I care about. Um, I find in life sometimes you need to trust your instincts, and when you think people are not great people, you just need to let them not be great people. It feels so much better when they hang themselves. Um, so we, uh, I then um, in retaliation uh, started my own mic in the downtown of that town, got okay. 70 people to come up to a poetry reading. All right. Uh, I went through a bad breakup with that girlfriend, uh, mm. moved to the Poconos, um, which is where we live now. And, yeah. and um, I ran the mic that she ran very briefly. Um, and then- I um, for very long either. <laughs> no, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you probably threw somebody out and then it closed down. Um, the, uh, so. Actually, I've never had to throw anybody out of anything. And I find it so interesting that I hear all these stories of people not being allowed places or someone having to throw someone out. Right. And it's so important to us to not have to do that. You know? The room will take care of itself, I find. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's yeah, right. the hope. And I think that's because um, of the way you built that. Because so, you brought people in that were good people the whole time. And they will know as soon as yep. somebody comes in, the energy is going to be off. And, and they'll take care of it, like you said. I think Cody agreed with that mm -hmm. as well. Hey, quick question. That's important to me. So at the open mic, since you guys have, you know, what you have set up and so forth, what would the etiquette be? I mean, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, jackasses and so forth. There's obviously <laughs> got to be some kind of etiquette. Um, I, you know, I've not really been to open mics again, you know, living in hillbilly hell. Mm -hmm. But there's got to be some sort of etiquette, I'm assuming. So, you know, what do, what do you want to see people um how do you um, act rather you know because again you get the assholes that you know want to show off i guess well, or, or what have you look cool again so. um if you go back far enough to like the first event page on facebook on mm -hmm. my facebook page and stuff there is a video where we talk about how like it's all ages but it's uncensored right. and right. you know um we do have a local family that we play pokemon go with um, who come and they have some younger kids mm -hmm. um, but you know they're there and I you know I know some of their parenting style and I know that the people who would bring their kids out to something like this their younger kids mm -hmm. um, have the ability to talk to them about anything that is maybe a little out there mm -hmm. um, that be some people would be like absolutely not I don't want my kid right. exposed to that right um, so I mean, don't do it while somebody's up there performing, obviously. I mean, I think the etiquette's kind of built in a little bit mm -hmm. because we're in a movie theater. Like, I've definitely noticed, yeah. like, people are less likely to talk through people mm -hmm. um, because, you know, there's just that atmosphere of, like, being in a movie theater seat and there's a screen and a stage in front of you and it's 
Like, you're like, oh, I'm going to get yelled at by the usher. Yeah, sure. um, I mean, there have been a few times where, you know, I'm up front and I'm, you know, trying to run the show and I want to turn to the person behind me and go, if I can hear you, you need to shut up. Yeah. Or go to the back of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, our, our venue fits 125 people, so mm-hmm. it's it's never going to look as full as it is. But if, if I can hear you in that large of a space... You need to, like, there's a lobby. Right. If you need to have a conversation, that's fine. Nobody's going to be offended if you get up quietly and leave to go have the conversation. Um, I mean, just be as respectful to people's time as you want them to be to yours. I mean, it's and not just at the mic. Like, in general, you should treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that's a given. Yeah. And I guess don't show up, read, and go home. Because that seems to be kind of a dickhead thing to do, too. Oh, so. um, you know, spew your poem and then say, hey, I'm out. Good luck. You know, type of thing. I, you know, that seems I, I absolutely understand that, um, being frustrated to people. But I unfortunately, um, I I feel like that is a battle that you and I will lose. Um, yeah, if you do that, though, I'm going to notice it. Right. I have mm-hmm. booked my open micers. And here's the thing. If you don't stick around and be polite, mm-hmm. the odds of me booking you went well, yeah. way down. And... Um, I noticed that. We have had discussions of, like, man, so-and-so was really good, but they left right after their mm. set. So, like, mm. they're really going to have to wow us one right. more time. What if that's right. the only trick they got? Mm. Um, and I will talk about you with my friend. Again, you're right. getting talked about at Denny's. It's, um, you don't want to be the guy where, you know, I've, I've worked in restaurants off and on my entire working life. I've bartended. I've waited tables. And I always wonder, and she works in retail, and you could tell me the same thing, I bet. Um I always wonder if people know we're in the back of the restaurant or the store doing a, a silly impression of you. It's the same thing. If you leave, we are yeah. talking about oh, yeah. this. You you want to be remembered for your amazing set, not for the rude behaviors you exhibited. Right. Um, it, it takes two seconds to shoot a message be like, hey, sorry I had to leave. Right. Um, people do have lots. Yeah, exactly. Um, totally understandable. Yeah. Um, but our event ends at 9 o'clock. <laughs> So I'm also like, like, I don't mean to be a brat, but like, uh, we had we had a performer tell us once that like they couldn't do it because it was too far, and I was like, that's fair. But then I remember thinking, I know how far you right. live. Um, I know what your day job is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not up till eleven o'clock. Because mm-hmm. most of us are. Yeah. And like I'm not like mad because you also could have told me fuck you, and I would have had to respond accordingly right. to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the same time, I do think about this. I think about the stuff she and I have driven all the way to and been like, all right, guess we're going to, like, sacrifice our sleep schedule for our art. Right. You know, um, and, and everybody, that's a cost. I mean, there's a give and a take to anything. It's kung fu, you know. It's you you make these choices. Um, and, I mean, you got work in the morning. We're up on Zoom. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but it's also like what? 10 30 like we're gonna be okay oh yeah, yeah. Um, my boss is texting me about some scene drama right now actually that unrelated to us and anything that we do mm-hmm. but um she's got some weird tangential connections and she would have never been exposed to this if not for oh me. god no um right. but she's fascinated by the inner workings of these weird mm-hmm. mechanisms of poetry community and comedy community mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. where they kind of intersect like this or like even kind of go boop boop. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just you know fascinated all the time, asking me to explain things to her. Like oh, but then how does how does this work? Or, right. You know. 
Nothing I makes me happier. Don is on the hammock writer there. That is our buddy Don. Hi Don, we love you. We just talked about you like a lot. Hi Don, <laughs> um, you missed it. The um, uh, if you want a writer's workshop, there's your gal. Um, the um, so then um, I think um, it's important to factor in a lot of times though that some people don't know that etiquette. Mm -hmm. um it's an expression I use like if this is your first time at something you don't know that it's actually rude I mean I think it's common sense but I had different parents than a lot of other people mm -hmm. so I don't yeah you know again so like let's say yeah I'd like you to stay for like this um Saturday you're featuring so again this is uh a kind of a side because I know this is uh your friend Billy Max uh open uh, that he's there running but you're being featured, Brianna. If somebody was showing up to that, what would be the etiquette as far as signing up? Like, again, like, let's, like, if you're just starting to do this and this is the first time you wanted to try it, what would you do? You'd show up, what would you do? Um, so their structure is a little mm -hmm. bit different. Yep. Okay. They do the exact opposite of what we do. Yes. Yeah, so okay. they have the feature open. All right. Um, we also advertise our open mic is limited. There's eight right. to 10 slots. Mm -hmm. Like, it's first come, first serve. Um, that is not the case at The Vibe. Um, Which is literally a third floor walk up in a wellness studio. There are yoga mats on the walls. It's yeah. a great space. Um, it's, it's so fun. It's another very unique cool. venue. Mm -hmm. um, Billy Mack and I seem to attract those somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe it's just that. Homes in a movie theater. Shrouds, Bergie, and Luck. Um, if that's what you want to call it, I guess. Wow, <laughs> never thought I'd say the words Stroudsburgian and luck in succession. <laughs> yeah, I think I threw up a little bit. <laughs> um, but, I thought it was no, they'll, you know, as, as people are coming in and they're very welcoming, um, you know, they tell you, oh, the sign-up sheet's over there. Okay. Um, they have the opener, the feature go. Um, they start the open mic and they, you know, invite people to sign up, you know. Uh, I mean, it's... People get, you know, nervous. Mm -hmm. um, I never have, like, stage fright as, like, a band kid or anything. Um, I get it mostly when I'm hosting our own mm -hmm. show, actually. Um, <laughs> it does change because we have a stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, the performer in me is a huge fan of telling people, look, you are going to read different. You are literally above your audience. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know a lot of people who started out as theater kids who do poetry and stuff, and I love the difference between how, like, they read mm -hmm. versus, like, actually, um, Dawn is a good example. Josh Dale is a great example. Our comedian friends who can't, who are so uncomfortable if we don't give them a microphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and whereas our poet friends who are used to standing at a podium like an educator yeah. mm -hmm. or what have you, and we're like, okay, we're going to put you on this stage with a microphone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do remember asking one of our performers, hey, real quick, do you need me to give you like two minute microphone class? Um, and they were like, please. And I was like, come on up here with me. And kind of talking them through, okay, here's how far away from the mic you need to be. Here's mm -hmm. how this works. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've known over the years who just need a two-minute microphone mm -hmm. class. Yeah. Uh, it's intimidating. Yeah. But I would agree. To, uh, to finish the answer to your question. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, at the end of the mic at the Vibe, they will ask, you know, once they're done with all their open micers, if... Mm -hmm. Um, anybody else wants to sign up or if anybody wants to go up a second round. Oh, okay. wow, okay. Um, which is something unique to them that I haven't really seen 
done before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides that, like library readings, because we went to the library reading for. We National were asked Post to go to the local library recently. Yeah. And that was interesting. Um, <laughs> worked yeah, cool. out for us because they're advertising our event because they really oh, want to boost yeah. oh, literacy in the community. And it's an all-ages so. show, so that's huge. They're going to want their teens to go there and check it out. I would say, I would think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone there was, like, very close to death. Yeah. Um, I, I, used to be, yeah. I used to be a teenage volunteer at that library. I have so. never felt younger. Was at a library page. Oh, yeah. You never felt younger. They loved it. It was though. something. They loved yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm glad we did it. I, I'm, I'm glad we yeah. did it, but it was, um, it was, uh, yeah. They were yeah. expecting Robert I'm a, Frost, and you showed up. That yeah, 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 they yeah. They wanted Emily like Dickinson, and I wanted to shove right. my head in another. They wanted um, a, a, yeah. an Edgar Allan Poe telling of the Raven, you know, from, from yeah. scratch, and then you were like, I'm going to do this. I and it. I was scared to go, go up there and read my poem about a young woman who quits her job at Cinnabon by going, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it was a very academic room. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd go that far. That's kinder than I would have gone. Oh. Um, it was a lot of 60-year-old white men just talking I think about we've all got a that kind of guy. <laughs> I think we yeah. Kind of yeah. know that, that, that um, type. Uh, Brianna read a poem about being Jewish, because we're Jewish, and um, in a small town where I don't always want to tell people I'm Jewish. I, um, yeah. Probably not terrible. We get a lot of those trucks, too, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we live in the north. It's weird. I would want to look at him and go, you know you're we live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. There, there is much discourse on the internet right now about if Southern accents exist in Pennsylvania, and I'm like, you have clearly never been to <laughs> Pennsylvania in your life. Yeah, it's a thing. These people really do believe they are Southern. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. They, like, um, when they hop in their Confederate flag, yee, truck, and mm -hmm. I refuse to call them anything mm -hmm. else. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of saying that sometimes these uh, scenes have attracted a few too many straight white yeah. men who really like to talk over everyone. <laughs> um, Loudest the, uh, voice in the room. Yeah, and, and that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're getting to do this and not seeking therapy, yeah. but um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's awesome. Um, uh, good luck uh, with whatever you choose to do. Um, I'm going to stand over there. Mm -hmm. um, but, Brianna, you read that poem. I'm going to, uh, screw it. These library people are never going to be on a computer. Um, <laughs> so, Brianna um, read a poem about uh, being Jewish, which I like the piece. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman then decides to beeline over to the 20-something young lady and start asking her if she went to the local temple. He made it very awkward. He, yeah, he just starts harassing me about being Jewish. Oh, wow. He tells me some really, really super racist joke about Chinese people and Jewish people. I'm like, oh, that's really, um, that's really mm -hmm. funny because neither of us even gets our own month. Like, May is both Jewish American Heritage Month and Asian American Heritage Month. So, like, the fact that this joke exists is really right. fucked up. Uh, I really hate like, and I know who I can talk to about this joke I've had. Yeah. It's her. Yeah, oh yeah it's God, real fucking. Like, the poor librarian wow. is sitting oh, there so with white face. Unable to say anything because, like, what is, what is she supposed to do? Like, she needs yeah. that tax money and uh, she needs this event to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> One more I, moment I where my yeah. social skills <laughs> pop out and I just go over <laughs> to her and go, 
Sweetie, remember when I told you you get to meet a lot of awkward old white men? Um, it, it's um. This is this is after they were like, "There's no poetry in this community anymore." And we're like, so anyway, we're and we're like, so anyway, we're coming up on a year of popcorn poetry, and you're all invited. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we'll be there. Yes, at the yeah. theater. Okay. Yeah. And that guy's gonna be his friends because yeah. they're gonna be like, I know people of the Jewish faith now. We could go see them. Is that how they yeah. So they might be there. Yeah, I we all know, know each other. That's great. Well, I'll tell you what yeah. yeah, I do know your cousin Joshua. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was afraid. I mean, we were. My mom's Jewish. My dad was not, but we were kind of raised Jewish, but not. We were not really practicing, but so we shamed my family completely. Never yeah. learned Hebrew, so very much shamed mm -hmm. my family. I've never. I'm not a woman. I've never had a bat mitzvah or anything like that. But um. She was afraid for me to go to Elmira College because that was one of the choices for me because she was afraid it was going to be like school tides and they were going to figure it out and all that stuff. It's, you're pointing. Why are you pointing? What's going on? My whole family's from Elmira. There you go. The Pornhub area because you don't want to say Elmira. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I Elmira's great. I, I love Elmira. Um, yeah. They I own sure a weird piece of the Mark Twain estate. Okay. Um, I've, yeah. I've the, that up. Oh, no, 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 no. The college is very small and yeah. very sad. And it used to be a women's college. Right. It's, right. Yeah, you didn't miss much. I didn't. You're good. Well, they're like, they no. give you $40,000, and that wasn't anything. It is a, a it. prison town. It is right. a prison town. They have, have what, if you yeah. watch a lot of Law and Order, they talk a lot about Elmira because <laughs> it is the intake facility for the state. It is also, I don't know if this stat is um, still accurate, but it used to be the largest prison, maximum security prison without a fence in the country. Hmm. Um, I'll get and the that's, research that's... team to, to check that back for you. <laughs> yeah, the research team. Yeah, <laughs> I got <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this has been Elmira Talk with uh, the, the hashtag no more poems popcorn poetry crowd. People, who, people uh, who don't live in New York are talking about places in New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never I, been I, there. I, I think so. there. Um, well, you were from there. Yeah. I've never been there, it's, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom and dad are both from there. My grandparents lived there until they died. Yeah, it's that's a, that was home. Um, you aren't missing anything if you've never been there. Um, I wouldn't plan a trip. <laughs> um, like Tommy Hilfiger is from there. Um, Whoa, if that wow. means anything wow. to you. Um, you, didn't, yeah. you didn't start with that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's like their big claim to fame is like, they built a hockey arena in the downtown, and then, oh, I can talk about Amira for hours, um, eliminating all of the downtown businesses, and they asked Tommy Hilfiger if he wanted his name on it, asked him for a bunch of money. He said, that seems like a lot of money. I think I'm good. <laughs> then the next people they asked, they asked for less money. He found out and got mad. Hmm. <laughs> There's your Elmira tea, everybody. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what you mean by community, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those are kind of things when you say community, yeah. those are the people that yeah. show up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tommy Hilfiger yeah, was like, yeah. If you're yeah. Um, I probably would have said the same thing. Myra, Myra, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, we're about yeah. to be done with this, but uh, I just fucked that up. Go oh. ahead, Carlton. Hey, uh, before my phone dies, which is a strong possibility at oh. this moment, yeah, I just want to, I want to, I want to comment on Carlton's, uh, um, you know, this straight white guy. You know, lots of lots of those hanging yeah. around. Um, yeah. Before this, I want to say this. The most interesting stuff that I'm seeing, you know, online, I guess, is uh, mainly coming 95% at least from women rather than the dudes because you got this whole Bukowski bullshit pose. Everybody wants to be a little Hank, 
and but don't you want to be edgy boring boring at least to me i'm bored with that shit so the cool stuff i'm seeing the most interesting stuff is coming from the women more so than those straight white dudes that have flooded um you know the area, so uh, and I'm but talking whole to make the sandwiches and, and the babies. And, huh? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Okay. I mean, just, he's, just, he's making uh, fun of misogyny. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was saying the men were supposed to be doing that. Now, is that what you were saying, or you were saying the women were supposed to no. be back in the kitchen? A no, women should be allowed to vote. No, no, he's pregnant. Right? I know. I know. He's he's, he's there. It is. He gets it. Barefoot and pregnant. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, these are definitely things I believe. I'm probably <laughs> yeah. even more canceled now. Or maybe yep. one single. Uh, yeah. Well, you're lucky. You're pretty, baby. Hey, hey. Thanks for so, not having any opinions. If I was yeah. One of those 18 year olds you were talking about, serious 16 year olds. I, I would have taken my lady to a, a thing like what you all are putting on, because um, there's a certain type. Oh, of I girl, didn't like talk about any 16 year olds. I promise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Uh, I'm missing it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure it was funny though. This but, is the uh, part where everything just starts to get out of hand because we're we would set off topic with the uh, uh, the maximum security prison with no offense uh, when we were talking about your poetry situation. But again, so if you're just joining us, uh, we're kind of hitting the towards the end of the second hour here. So we're talking to the Carlton and Andreata Booker, who um, are featuring with the Popcorn Poetry in June twelfth. Um, but also, Brianna's going to be featured this weekend, 5-6, uh, uh, also in that Pennsylvania area. But there is one more Hamburg. thing. Hamburg. Hamburg. I said Pennsylvania. I didn't say city-wise. But, um, You're good. You're good. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying here. Uh, but uh, what, what else do you guys do? I know that's not just the only thing. Cause I do want to hear maybe you guys give us a taste of your kind of work before we end mm -hmm. us tonight. But before we do that. I know that's not just the only things you guys do. I know, Brianna, there's something else that you kind of are really passionate about. I, I know that I would like to hear about it a little bit more because that's kind of an interesting, you kind of have a, an extra piece to you where you are kind of uh, something doing something else. I, is that fair to ask about? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm running nobudgetbeauty.com. Um, so I, I work for Estee Lauder. They're a great, mm -hmm. great company to work for. Um, no, they really are. I mean, I have this older coworker who's like, oh, they're such a great company to work for. You know, they're not racist. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of like the bare minimum that you need for a company to be good to work for. Um, how about the fact that they're now giving part-timers paid time off? Okay. Um, okay. and... Yeah, they're starting to roll out some extra benefits for the part-timers like me. Um, and I mean, I I get paid like a really good hourly wage for a retail worker in the area. Um, yeah. Like, no, they really are like paying like fair wages. They, you know, um, they've even started doing like these cost of living analyses of where every employee lives and they adjusted our pay at one point oh, wow. um for the purpose of that being like hey this person really isn't making enough money to survive where they live so like we're gonna bump it up a little um which was really nice but i you know my goals with my writing are not to get famous off the, off of poetry i don't ever mm -hmm. expect that to be a thing um yeah. but i'm getting my creative writing and english degree from southern new hampshire university um and I was like, hey, I'm really into 
some specific types of content writing um and with the rise of like beauty gurus on tiktok mm -hmm. and you know stuff like that um there's like this whole community of like people who just blog and write reviews of different beauty products and stuff um and i thought you know why why can't i do that and kind of have a writing portfolio for when i start applying to like marketing jobs once i graduate um and it, it's a lot of fun um this is a nice little look i did inspired by gengar um you can't see it too well there's glitter all over my face <laughs> um but i, I mean writing really like what that you with you what you do with that because again i i know that's kind of a off kind of kilter thing but that's kind of nice that you're bringing in that part of yourself too i think that's kind mm -hmm. of cool are you getting a lot of response from that from both sides or you're kind of just practicing because that's you're building your portfolio um i mean it's mo it's mostly to build the portfolio mm -hmm. um being autistic like growing up um, it was a little difficult to, you know, because the way I was taught to, and I believe you work in special education, if I remember yes, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you've probably seen things about, like, oh, the special education department forced that kid to eat his own vomit recently, um, things like that. But, like, I had a lot of ABA tactics even in the general classroom. So, like, mm -hmm. there were clip charts present, and yeah. you're going to have extrinsic motivation, like, you're going to do your homework because you're going to get a sticker mm -hmm. for completion. And yes. you're, you know, going to do this thing because we're going to give you your favorite snack after. So there's been a lot of learning to unlearn mm -hmm. um, that extrinsic motivator of like, no, I'm doing this to bring myself inner joy. And there doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a tangible reward for it because um, that got really dangerous at a few points. Like my RFIT got really bad because I was using food as mm -hmm. such an aggressive reward uh -huh. in yeah. my late adolescence and it was so bad. Um, but I, I feel like I'm doing pretty well with it. Um, and some posts do get a really good response. Okay. Um, cool. And that's always nice when it does happen, but I don't expect it. Right. I have been to every makeup store that ever was a makeup store. <laughs> that's I'm awesome. That's, that's true. Oh, story, that's, that's the other thing is I think makeup store employees and he can attest yeah. to this. We are trauma bonded. Okay. When I walk, we were in an Ulta yesterday okay. to get the blush that I used for this look. And I look at the girl and I go, I work at a makeup store. If you don't have it, that's okay. And just the tension the that released from her shoulders, the way her yeah. jaw unclenched. She was like, Oh, you she was like oh yeah well you know how these people are they come in and they say i want a purple blush and they're like purple and you're like what kind of purple <laughs> and then what they really meant was orange mm -hmm. shout out to nicole with two l's at the ulta at the american dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um nicole with two l's thank you nicole we love you yep um oh, no we're hoping to get sponsored by ulta <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed sponsorships I don't. if I want to keep my job with Estee Lauder, unfortunately. Um, I can make it. Oh, well, yeah, you go right ahead. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't, me. I don't, do, don't do any of those. I'm just saying, getting some sponsorship <laughs> for this. Because, again, like you said, nobody actually. I'm not kidding. If ColourPop wants to throw <laughs> a few shekels our way, we'll take them. Okay. He has bought me so much ColourPop over the years. <laughs> <laughs> ColourPop, you're hearing it first. 
Uh, no, you've been doing great with that. That and uh, not to hijack this, but yeah, uh, we are technically publishers now. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm talk about all of this because that's kind of where we're transitioning. So I do. Uh, Brandon has our uh, books. books. Okay, so talk, talk about your books. Talk about the publishing and the books and the stuff that you guys do. I'm well, we 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 were very adamant when we started this that we didn't want to like do like a thousand books like to be low-key and to do what we're doing and to really it's very invite only um our the first book we put together was with our friend chad frame who isn't even on instagram so don't okay. even try uh but he is the poet laureate for montgomery county um oh, wow. and i one night after a reading in the lehigh valley we went to a diner and chad had told me he had a manuscript laying around that was all poems from the perspective and about a chupacabra. And I was oh. like, I remember this because, um, so Cryptid was born, he sent it to us and we were like, wow, we don't even really have to do much work on this. This is awesome. Wow. Um, I have feelers out to friends about what the next book will be. Hmm. Um, I don't want to speak out it because it might change. Um, yeah, as of right now, it might be Zach Hammond doing some comedy stuff. It might be oh. our friend Randy Hogan. It might be Rissa uh, that we mentioned earlier. Uh, it might be some magical fifth or fourth thing. Okay. Um, it might just be a cat. Who knows? Um, but did. yeah, and we we went. It was very important to us that this wasn't something we like made at our kitchen table. It wasn't like a little arts and crafts project. Right. It was. Can you we found a printer. Because it looks like really. Uh, I don't want to say legit. Want to Again, because you're talking about like not a small chapbook style, but up. really, hold the book up, hold the book up. Yeah, the, the quality of that. Glossy really covers, nice. yeah. paper stock. Uh -huh. We had a whole discussion with our printer yeah. about it all. Uh, this one specifically actually is a flip okay. book. Okay. It's hard okay. to show holding yeah, it up. So. But, um, we, but it was important to, to us. To see it. So where can we get hold the book? Let me see. Karen Leonard, um, www. K-A-E-L-L-Y-N-N.com is the artist who did the flip book in. Okay. That said, we wanted to do these as though they were like a done in one. It's like okay. a pop-up idea. Right. Uh, Mixed tapes out of the car trunk mm -hmm. was always kind of mm -hmm. the idea. Yeah. Um, and that was really important. So we may pivot on that in the future. We're not 100% sure. But as of right now, that was the goal. Uh, we then published our first split chap together. Uh, oh, just two kids. Um, which was very fun for us. This is Brianna's reader copy that is beat to hell. That's right. I uh, beat up when I picked it, but I wanted to take one that was already mm -hmm. kind of beat up when we took them up. Right. I'm cool with um, it. Because I wanted to give people better quality ones, and then our bios are on the back here. That's mm -hmm. cool. I have a question about was... that. Um, Go about ahead. That. How did you guys come up with the concept of that split chat book, and how did you guys work together on that? That's, that's kind of an interesting question. It was an absolute accident. Uh, okay. We had both kind of thrown the poems in a pile, and we realized that sitting next to each other, there was a narrative throughout of two girls. Okay. Um, Emily and Haley, um, who definitely, like, if you look in between the pieces, they know each other. Mm -hmm. um, we were very proud of that accident. There are high schoolers mm -hmm. who had their falling out before they went off to college, and you know, or graduated and, like, kind of drifted apart and had their, you know, big fight as teenage girls do. And I think there's some closure by the end. Um, I, in my first book, um, I uh, I wrote a piece um, 
and it's I jokingly always refer to it as a guidebook to surviving in the arts like a narcissist. Um, it's um, it's kind of like my my it's actually the first piece Brianna ever heard me read. And um, it's uh, the piece in this book that it's like the closure piece is kind of the one character kind of figuring out mm -hmm. this is a way to live my life. If I want to, it's life is about surviving. And, and I think that's where that character would wind up. Whereas Brianna has, I mean, I'll let you talk about your pieces, but. Um, and while you do that, how did it feel to hear that piece, that, that piece that he read out loud? You said that was the first one she had heard you read. What was that like for you? As an audio member. The interbellum? Well, I think she's asking about, um, uh, oh my goodness, what? I'm having an old man moment. Um, Sorry, in his discussion, I think he meant. She's asking about insert. Uh, yeah, I don't know why inter that was like, okay. Yeah. You're looking at it in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was my first exposure to like poetry at an open mic night, to be completely okay. honest with you. Um, at least something that wasn't like. And the sky is blue, and my dad <laughs> didn't love me, yeah. and my ex-boyfriend is a rapist, and I can't afford therapy, so I write poetry. My boyfriend, he gave me a sweater. It was green. I love it. I love him. It smells like him. I wear it on Thursdays. There is a tree. It is an oak tree. <laughs> it is near my school. I eat an apple under the tree. I am edgy. I am so, so edgy. I am deep. I am dark. You will never know my yeah. darkness. I, I have my period. I am Judy Bloom. And I have a step right here because, yeah. because the other way that this poetry could go where it's not a diary entry is I am so horny. Look at me and my not very large tits that I hoisted up. I want dick. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I want dick. I'm so horny, horny, horny. This is poetry. Please fuck me. I am so lonely. I am in so all fairness. Um, in all I fairness. Say, I gotta interrupt both of you real quick. If you are just joining us, that is not their poetry. They are not reading their poetry right now. This is how hey, people do that. It was. <laughs> I mean, that's my greatest art. Yeah. Um, that's all I do. <laughs> I, I, I do have a poem that parodies those horny poems because I did like a a, po um, a poetry reading on campus at my previous university called Febu Nasty, where they wanted us to read poems like that. And I was like, no, yeah. I refuse. I refuse. And like we would sit in our poetry club and we would like workshop. And there is. So we talked a little bit about like our writing influences. Um, and the only poet I could come up with was Raymond Carver. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, I was like, no, I really don't have much of a poetry influence. I have more of a literature influence from John Green. Mm -hmm. And in his book, The Fault in Our Stars, mm -hmm. which I use a lot in classes when I talk about the value of young adult literature mm -hmm. and how you can use it to teach literature to students. Right. Yeah, we, and we especially, and so, so in The Fault in Our Stars, you know, Gus is always saying it's a metaphor. You put the killing thing between your teeth, but you don't give it the power to kill you. But it's not, he's using metaphor wrong. So I'm explaining throughout the piece what metaphors are because yeah. I feel like so many people try to kind of copy that weird pretentious, I'm a teenager and I'm dying and mm -hmm. depression is a side effect right. of dying, not cancer mm -hmm. type of right. writing. And it's mm -hmm. 
No, you're you're using metaphor wrong. You're you're taking the wrong things away from this. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the inspiration for that piece. That's cool. Um, Some art stops. Very yeah, just, just because you spend a long time on something, like I have written things, and I'm like, this is absolutely horrible. I'm never showing yeah. this to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you're allowed to make bad art, but maybe hide it in your attic. Don't <laughs> advertise that you did that. The idea. Oh my God. that there is good art implies the idea that there is a middle which implies the idea that there is sometimes things that maybe look go ahead and share it that's great but some things just aren't great no. um and someone needs to tell you that and that's true um, and feedback's important because that's how we grow if we continuously try and we're at the middle and we don't try to get better then we'll stay at the middle and you got to be it's not emotional that's that's, I think it's very difficult because poetry and our, putting our art out there, it's like, this is my actual body or my baby. And then we want to feel emotional. But that's, I think you're absolutely right. You've got to be open to the criticism because it's not negative. It's just good, honest feedback. And you don't have to take it. But I think you've actually seen people improve because of it. I mean, not to go back to the comedians, but that's really where comedians are going to, ha- you cannot improve without taking that honest criticism in the, in the community. Everybody world. starts somewhere and not to make it about me, but like with the blog and stuff, like mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying to ask people for feedback because I want to know how is this user interface. And I want to know, right. especially because if we ever do pivot, like, you know, I have to know how to build the website for the publishing house. Right. And mm-hmm. so this is good practice for that as well. And it's um, important to know what your client is going to be. I mean, yeah, that and, you know, what they would want out of it. Um, and sometimes, like, it's hard not to take those things a little too personal. But at the end of the day, like, this website is not just for me. If I'm sharing it with other people, mm-hmm. like, right. that means I want other people looking at it and I want other people to enjoy it. So, and, and I think if, that's really important. That's, I think, an important kind of point that you made because it's more of a professionally acting mm-hmm. ideology. That feedback's important. So, again, if you're trying to increase your poetic form in a professional esque type way, you have to be open to that and ask, seek it out. I think writers' workshops and things like that. Uh, do you guys trade work with each other or you guys write a lot still, or because you guys are so busy, you what's the deal? I write every day. A lot of it's bad. But that's a lot of it's really, process, really bad. You process, but I write every day. Write every day. Uh, okay. Um, the least popular viewpoint I think I have, um, other than w- other than women aren't people, um, <laughs> is um, <laughs> which I feel obligated to clarify as a joke. Yeah, I, uh, not a very funny one. Got it. Um, but the um, or I really mean it. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but the um, yeah, yeah yeah you're not human. Um, I love you dearly, but in the ways that I love a flower. Um, so the um, I. Uh, is one of the stronger views I think I have, unfortunately, is Mm -hmm. that writer's block doesn't exist. You just aren't a writer right now. Okay, I think that's a fair statement. I don't disagree with that. I mean, that said, I mean, there was a time where I was in a weird, I'm gonna go fuck with the artsy people moment and I read a grocery list on a stage and they all loved it. So sometimes it's, you know, I mean, it, are you? I think it's. Maybe a, are you a performance artist? Maybe this is this. You are a performance artist. I mean, I do performance poetry. That's what I do. But um, I mean, each of our books is. literally says 
mm-hmm. an assemblage of uh, an assemblage of words meant for performance. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are definitely people who write poetry that is meant to be read aloud. Okay. okay. Uh, we specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, you not as much actually. I maybe have some pieces that read fine on the page, and that okay. is where I think some of that more academic Raymond Carver type of influence yeah. Yeah. comes from. But there are definitely poems like the one that opens our chapbook um that really doesn't read great on the page because there are like certain things where like when i read it like i make a funny voice to make fun of this character that i'm writing mm-hmm. um well that was one of the realizations we had is the two the first two pieces emily and Haley, mm-hmm. um or Haley and emily however you want to do it um we both do a voice while we read them and this was where we realized oh we had something going ah. there's a narrative here yeah. and albeit something we kind of discovered but it was mm-hmm. definitely like we were like oh wow there's like a narrative here this is fun and it's about two kids and i mean it's also a guess about us but at the same um, time it's you know, when i was putting the manuscript together because that's kind of my role in this he's he's the producer he's the financial backer of this whole project um, right. and also the owner of the llc um because he's the man but right? he he looks at me and he goes he, yeah, right. he goes you put it, you put it together and send it off to the person that we got to send it off to and then i'll show up with the money <laughs> um yeah i don't do much yeah um i'm a white property owning male i don't have to do shit i have more free time it really just kind of works out better that way anyway um then it's something I can say that I do like in my weird little college classes and when I apply to jobs and stuff and be like, this is this little project that I work on and mm-hmm. here's a tangible product from that. Mm-hmm. And people go, ooh. Um, but I originally, there were two different versions of the manuscript that I was like, read these, tell me which you like right. better. And he was like, no, like we need to alternate because these characters complement each other like these character pieces and i mean not i don't know if you would say this about your poetry but in my bio on the back of the book specifically in the bio that like i submit to things Mm -hmm. i specifically say that i write poetry largely based on identities or lack thereof okay well here's the thing can i can i ask a real quick question Mm -hmm. i hear you read one character and carlton read the other character and Mm -hmm. Um, is, that, is that too much to ask, or yeah. could I hear that real quick? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. All right. So do you want to read Haley, or? Yeah, let's go and order in the book. All right, sounds good. And Haley moved out to the West Coast to get away from it all. Southern California is what some people like her need. She's an 18-year-old junior in college with a paid internship at Google. Nothing exciting. She only deals with customer service chats, like the ones from dudes whose biggest hobbies are screaming at video games early in the morning and correcting Google Maps late at night. It's worth the $15 an hour to get treated like shit as a woman trying to make it in the STEM field. Maybe that's why Haley thinks the coolest thing about her is the fact that she's fucked on four out of five campuses in her consortium with two different boys. Something that probably isn't that hard to do when you're always the new shiny thing everyone's after, especially when you start pouring yourself out for weed and booze to self-medicate with when you skip class and waste your parents' money. Being a sexual deviant doesn't make you interesting. (laughs) Haley isn't like the other girls, but she'll never say those words out loud, no matter how much she believes them or how often it's shoved in her face that she lives it. All that walking around made her lose the dancers arching her foot that she never even realized she had until it was already gone. And who would have ever expected a Bible quiz champ to become her own pimp? 
She's never had friends, not real ones anyway. She never will if she keeps living her life like this. Blaming homeschooling for a lack of social skills only works for so long, and she's spent enough time in college that it becomes obvious. The truth is that she just doesn't care all that much about the other people in the world. She posts cover videos of modern baseball songs, showcasing her mediocre guitar skills and less-than-average voice, and sticks her nose up at her ex-best friend for not considering Weezer an influential band. She can't bring herself to admit none of this matters. She's being ridiculous. It's about nothing to everyone else, but not to her. If you are not to her liking, then you get treated like shit over nothing and things that don't matter until she drops you like a fly. She turns these inconsequential things into deep emotional offenses, all so she can fulfill her incessant need to always be right all the time. She gets away with it because she's a pretty girl who can be just a pretty girl and make it work. Haley takes a good look at her life sometimes and wonders why it's other people who are always leaving her behind. And now LA's changed her, but not for the better. Moving West never solved anyone's problems. And I, I think everyone knows that girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to argue with you. Weezer comment, mm -hmm. though, because I, 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 I don't want to <laughs> be an old man, um, you know, um, shaking on the dance floor thing. That's, you know, we all know the Weezer song. I think it was a bit much to end a friendship over. Well, like it, I don't know. That I mean, was like the album, catalyst. Hey, hey. I don't know, man. That blue album slapped. Uh, well, I mean, that's so much better. I, I, I could end a, a, a friendship over Pinkerton. Like, I could. <laughs> that, that, is a, that part of the poem is based on a true story. Um, mm -hmm. And it is about, that part is about a girl I know who was friends with this girl whose sister I was friends with and she was like yeah and then she like told her she was a piece of shit because she didn't think that Weezer was an influential band and that, that just stuck out to me um and I get a lot of laughs when I, no, I read I, that I, line I, sometimes sometimes I do that uh Buddy Wakefield thing which fun fact I've never heard a Buddy Wakefield piece I don't think I don't I've never seen him perform um but I learned that this is a Buddy Wakefield trick from Carlton um, I will go in and out of the piece where I'll, like, stop reading and, like, have an aside, not to cover your face, um, and have, like, an aside during that, and I'll be like, that's, you know, I'll have, like, something to say, like, oh, like, can we talk about how, like, people really think, like, moving to California is gonna solve everything? Like, it's not, bro. Get a fucking job. I've lived there. It's a horrible Chris, place. Always, always, always. Yeah, move stuff. it away. Move away. Have a baby. Have a threesome. Yeah. It'll fix all your problems. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I love when that that weasel people latch onto that weasel line. Holy yeah, cow! I, 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 I love that. I really stood out to me. I really like that. That was great. Based in truth, too. That makes it even better. Yeah. Like that really yeah. kind of happened in a sense, and it really did stick out to you. That's cool for sure. So now, now we have the uh, other character, the other. Half happening now. Um, so we, uh, I, I hate to say this because it'll probably get me canceled if it's taken out of context <laughs> or something. Um, but I mean, I, um, I know young people. It's a weird thing that happens in my life because I'm a weird older dude and I used to teach. So sometimes I like work with other people and, you know, um, our friend Maddie, for example, I've known since she was like 15, mm -hmm. who sometimes hosts our event with us. Um, and she actually, uh, her and Zach Hammond had guest hosting. We did the, the book launch, and it's kind of weird to feature yourselves. But January's right. a dead month, so we were like, 
this way we don't have to worry about anybody getting canceled for snow or whatever. Um, and I mentioned the Breaking Ground Poets kids and Olivia Romano, and mm -hmm. they are very much the inspiration for this piece. Oh, cool. That was the point I was doing there. Um, I well find done. it's very, I would not like to be a young person in this day and age. Oh, absolutely. I was born the same year as E.T. It sounds mm -hmm. exhausting to have to be like 19 in these days. Yeah. Like it just sounds like, yeah, no, my posture's already bad. I can only yeah. imagine how bad theirs is. Right. They're punching their shoulders all day. Uh, um, so this is Emily. Yeah. We both coincidentally have pieces that just had girls' names. Mm -hmm. um, but I always say this, this is for those kids. Aww. So there you go. And sometimes it's a little hard not to be the star of the show. But you see, what we have here is a spoiled little rich girl. Spends most of her days begging for things to change. And she looks... She looks like a big-ticket lotto win. She looks like television. She looks like shiny. She looks like a wide-eyed, Disney-fied, softcore porno version of herself. And it took three eyeballs from two different old ladies to make all four feet, 11 inches of green-eyed, freckle-faced, brown-haired Emily realize she'd been crying. See, Emily just been fired from her shit job at Cinnabon, where after showing up 20 minutes late, she'd given the finger to some customer that had asked for more icing, and she looks... She looks broken, she looks lost, she looks hungry. She is hungry, she's hungry for experience, she's hungry for excitement, she's hungry for adventure. Emily's taking too many pills Thanksgiving weekend some six years back and will always regret it even now over half a decade later. And she wants, she wants to be the sort that's been someplace, done something. She wants to tell stories, she wants to have stories to tell. She wants heartbreak and she wants to break hearts to know what it is to be heartbroken. Emily tasted like spearmint and cigarettes. We kissed on the street, shielded by a payphone kiosk, and after her mouth, it twisted itself into something like a grin. And that was when I realized that Emily was every bit as nervous as I had been nervous, but at least she wasn't crying anymore. And sometimes it's a little hard not to be the star of the show, or so she tells me. She wants to scream at these people. She wants to tell them how much she hates whenever they use her full name, or so she tells me. And it's it's hard and getting harder to tell if they're acting like jerks because they're actually jerks or if they just don't know how to act because they all think they were a bunch of fuck damn social outcasts back in high school. She wants to scream at these people. No more conversations. No more. No more bullshit. None. No more bullshitting about bullshit about bullshit about rumors about this band or small talk about that food and bullshit about gossip about how have you been? And I know, right? And you can make soap out of garlic. And how's the new job going for you? And Venus is in retrograde. But I really like him, you know. Thing is, with the stars the way they are, it's it's complicated. And are you still living at the same place? And remember that time when bullshit about bullshit about chit-chat about the last time they saw each other? And oh my God, everybody just shut the fuck up. Because she wants to scream at these people. She wants to scream at them and their simplicity without being a hypocrite. She wants to stop. She wants to stop. She wants them to stop. She wants to stop surrounding herself with broken people at dead ends. She wants to stop herself. She wants to stop. She wants to stop herself. She wants reasons. She wants reason. She wants to reason with them. She wants to be reasoned with. She wants to scream at these people. She wants to stop. And sometimes it's a little hard not to be the star of the show. But see, what we have here is a spoiled little rich girl. Spends most of her days begging on things to change. That's kind of hard to do in this town, so maybe try to go a little easy on her, okay? Dang! Man, great. Loved it. One of the interpretations that I am surprised that nobody has told us they have taken away from this book mm -hmm. is seeing Emily and Haley as the speakers of each other's poems. Ah. Um, 
But I also, like, hmm. I think about it, and I'm like, most people choose to be the speak, like, they choose as the author to be the speaker of their poem, huh. um, which probably is why so many people think whenever I write a character piece that it's about a specific person, and usually it is about a type of mm -hmm. person. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, if you think it's about you, and it's this really yeah. critical yeah. piece, you might yeah. want to look into that. Yeah, you feel a little um, guilty. Because it wasn't about there. you, but right. now the gears are working. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I, I grew up in an era where um, you get to be a fan of the Counting Crows, mm -hmm. and uh, there's, <laughs> there's uh, an ex yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a piece of Maria in every song that I sing is Adam Duritz confessing that like the female character is always him. Um, and, and, and I think that's, you know, important to, you know, sometimes I'm not talking about what you think or she's not right. talking about like, right. They're just devices we're using to get a point right. to make an emotion. Right. Our job is to make you feel something. Our job is not necessarily to make right. you feel something about me. I, I am taking exactly. a context of writing course at the moment for my degree mm -hmm. and we are supposed to basically in my case like i chose to like write my second manuscript just to have it ready mm -hmm. um and you know get some feedback on it from someone who doesn't have that personal connection with me um and specifically like a lot of what is in my pieces and rissa said this in her review of this book actually um is that a lot of what I write focuses on trauma, whether that's, um, what's the word? Obvious or kind of subversive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm assuming you know this, um, other people can Google it if they don't know what it is. Um, but I grew up with a very high eighth score. Like I'm, you know, I had a very traumatized and, I'm, you know, part of these marginalized groups, like I'm an autistic, Middle Eastern, Jewish woman in the United States, like, that adds to this whole thing of like, and then I came from a broken home mm -hmm. with a biological father who kind of ran a sex cult, which I don't want to get into. Um, and like a mother who was mentally ill and mm -hmm. had no family to help her. Right. And I, I had a great stepdad, but like, at the end of the day, like, those things still affect you. Oh. And I had half siblings and there was a lot of trauma on their end that affected mm -hmm. me because it's hard to watch people that you love go through things oh, like that. Sure. And then, yeah. you know, the loss at a young age. Yeah, um, to lose a friend at that time is very mm -hmm. difficult. For mm -hmm. sure, I can imagine yeah. that. And then continue what you're saying. And so those things are not necessarily a reflection, but they're part of just the expression of the feelings that you're trying to emote, even though it's not about that. It's just those are the sensational feelings that you're trying to achieve. I mean, ACE, uh, ACE score specifically, mm -hmm. like the majority of people do not have mm -hmm. a, like a zero ACE right. score. Like right. most people have some amount of trauma in their lives sure. and being able to see that in an art form that mm -hmm. is accessible to you is important i mean um who what candace owens said something about like representation does not matter mm -hmm. um and in the context she was saying it she was saying about a disabled person modeling underwear made for disabled people right and saying we don't need disabled people to model the disabled underwear mm -hmm. and we were like um you know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah and, you know as a black woman it was very strange to me that she's like 
diversity. We don't need a black little mermaid. Yeah, like, she was a little okay. up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> She's a great lady, and she. Uh, I, I want to say real quickly. Reflection. Everyone wants to see themselves reflected, you know, and that's what art should do, right? Is reflect experience. Um, your your art allowing me to be seen when, you know, say mm -hmm. I'm a person who's not typically seen. So, you know, when art reflects um, and shows you, I guess, yourself within somebody else's experience, um, I think that's awesome. I, th I, and, I mean, that's kind of what you're trying to do, right? I mean, is, is a, you know, reflect back or, or um, give somebody a place to be seen within literature when they're reading. Like, hey, I, I know that person, or I, I, I've been that person type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, um, back to the John Free thing, I mean, you can attest to this. Um, being like a teenager growing up in these weird little scenes, these pocket communities, um, especially as a young person, like you kind of get thought of as something more than a person or an individual, mm -hmm. um, which John Green has a whole novel about this entire concept. Mm -hmm. And my friend who I lost would literally call me. He'd be like, Margot Roth Spiegelman. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you are the Margot Roth Spiegelman of Strasbourg. Like, <laughs> nobody knows anything about you, but everybody, if I say your name, everybody knows who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very weird to me. Um, and I, you know, nowadays I like to say that he is my Alaska young because he, nobody really understands what happened. They just kind of found him mm -hmm. and everybody's like, so was this on purpose? Was it an accident? We don't know. Same with Alaska young and looking for Alaska, but all right. I'll let other people read the book. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's all right. But, um, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. No. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. No. But I think it's it's very important to um, our job is to make you feel an emotion. Mm -hmm. um, the musician's job is to get you to tap your foot or get you to go, Ooh, you know, the comedian's job is to make mm -hmm. you laugh. Our job is to make you feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate to say this, but if I go to the front of the room and everybody walks away angry, I did my job. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, our friend Zach says often that his job is to do his time. Um, that's kind of our job as a performer. If we get booked on a show, we have to go and we have to do our time, do our set. That's our job. If you're paying me. Yeah, otherwise, like, I mean, like, if I didn't agree to do your show and you just magically put me on a flyer, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, the, um, it's, I, I mean, I, I will say that, like, it is important, I think, that that's our job. It's, mm. it's my job. My responsibility as a poet is to make you feel an emotion. And mm -hmm. if you laughed or you cried or you were angry or you were bothered, mm -hmm. those are all feelings. Yes. We got the easiest job in the business. I just got to make you feel something. A juggler's got to take all those balls uh -huh. and keep them in the air the entire time. A clown's got to, I don't know, make you like look in a mirror and see yourself or <laughs> whatever psychology you can come up with there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the trapeze guy has to do actual trapeze. I just got to make you feel. I got this. I would say, yes, yeah, comedian has to make you laugh, and that doesn't always happen. But feeling something can be sad, it can be happy, it can be angry, it can be anything. So I guess I, I, would, I don't think I disagree with that statement, but it's, you're saying it's not hard to do. To feel I don't know if it's not hard to do. I've never had a challenge with it. I mean, I'm comfortable saying that. Okay. I, I mean, I've, I've performed at a lot of places where poets don't get to perform, and mm. Good is good. This is, you asked what they can expect. Mm -hmm. It's 
I have a demand from the people I surround myself with as a person. And I, mm -hmm. I think, I hope I have very much encouraged this viewpoint with you and the other people we work with that um, there's a quality control about what we surround yeah. ourselves with. I mean, the reason the publishing is invite only, the reason like we've had people hit us up for mm -hmm. like, hey, we want to do popcorn poetry. We want to be a featured performer. And we're like, okay, well, we really encourage you to come to the event right. first mm -hmm. to see what it is. The stage can be difficult for people. I've had people, I've watched people's handshake. No, and I'm like, I mean, this is fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not the same as getting up at the front of a coffee shop with no microphone. And right. I mean, like it's, it's, there are times, there have been months where you have to use the microphone. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, I'm gonna sit on the stage steps and just project. You're gonna right. damage your voice. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, this is a performer's room very it, much. I mean, yeah, I don't want I'm to deter like, anyone. No, it, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Are. I've always known the rooms I've worked in to, to be relatively supportive. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, and look, I, there are times where I've been in the back of the room and I've watched somebody's nervous and, and I'm just like, you're doing great, mm -hmm. you know, um, but, uh, it's, it's important to me to point out, like, we do have a job as a performer. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not as precision as the other jobs. Mm -hmm. We're the MMA fighters. We get to learn jiu-jitsu and kung fu and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. Whereas the other guy knows He's a boxer, right. yeah. you know, yeah, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, and they got to zero in on one art form, mm -hmm. you know, and they're masters of it. That's great. But we are, we got to make you feel. Yeah, you're, you, know? you got to do it all. You got to do it. Yeah. You don't have Which to is... be the timing, but you have to do it all. You have to adjust and ebb and flow. And I think that was some good advice, too, that because you guys are, like you said, not not monitoring the quality, but you you know that it's going to be a certain level of care and professionalism. I'm going to use the word professionalism, uh, formality. You're yeah, like, not coming up there yep. because they're, they wrote it and it's the first time they're doing it. These people have been practicing or showcase, hey, there's something here. I, this means something to me. I'm actually going to value what I'm doing. And there, ergo, value what you're doing. And therefore, that's where you're getting that community because there's a value mm -hmm. there and care comes with that it's not i also think that we make choices to work with people who for lack of better wordage are not assholes mm -hmm. i don't know if i can comfortably say we have ever booked anyone that somebody who was like a, a younger performer in their time of learning how to be a performer mm -hmm. cannot walk up to after the show outside because the right. theater wants us gone because they want to go home mm -hmm. um but we'll talk on the sidewalk we'll go to denny's with you you know mm -hmm. um and it's, I don't think we've booked anyone that you cannot walk up to and go, hey, can we talk about what you did up there? Mm -hmm. And how I can turn that into my trick. Um, and I think that's, that's important. important. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I will say the confirmation that we, you know, bring good people into that space is the fact that apparently the staff at the, the theater um, fight to work that night because the tips are so good. Um, which... <laughs> really yeah. warms my heart because yeah. you know nobody has to buy concessions i mean they're open right. um people are welcome to them um and they're, they're very reasonably priced like that like you think you'd think like the independent movie theater would be expensive like no it's really cheap to go see a movie and get a popcorn get a drink and like they have amazing coffee there it's yep. insane totally. how good the coffee is at this theater 
um, and they have like a little deal with the local ice cream place. You can get the local homemade ice cream really yep. cheap at this movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're not usually open. So like to want to work the shift the night that the theater is closed because mm-hmm. you're like, no, I'm going to make good money because right. there are good people coming to this. Yeah. It's like a big deal. Yeah, The guy who runs the theater who, I mean, it's run by a board of directors, but the guy who really, Shout you know, yeah, Kurt is so such a blessing. Um, su- such a nice guy, but he a- he absolutely adores us. Like there, there's no doubt in my mind. He was like, "Oh my God, please!" Mm-hmm. You know, and I told him, "Hey, we actually um have to take a little break to take care of Carlton's health." He was like, "Oh my God, please let me know like mm-hmm. how things go. I'm so sorry." And I remember when we were leaving, um, because I wasn't in the room when he had a seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh wow, it, it was scary. yeah. yeah. Other hosts were actually outside mm-hmm. and- oh, wow. during the break. Um, Chris had thought he was playing a joke on him, mm. and then Chris, Chris, who is also um, an educator, stood up and was like, oh my god, like, he's having a seizure, because obviously educators, you know, see that pretty often, um, and thankfully, like, our other friends, like, nurse, and he's, like, trying to convince everybody, like, I'm okay, I'm okay, but I'm, I'm looking at him, and he's, right. he's sweating, he's puking, and we go to the hospital, and there's blood, and I'm like, okay, no, we gotta go, we gotta go, and the poor, the poor girl working concessions is like, you guys are leaving already? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, I was very proud that night. It should not have been. Um, apparently, I had a seizure. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, but no, the, uh, but we will be, you know, we'll be back on June 12th, and I'm very excited. Yeah. But before that, I did Hamburg last month. She's yeah, going to yeah. be in Hamburg uh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Hamburg open mic night at the Vibe. Um, the, Connect and Thrive. Yes, mm-hmm. it is like a wellness center. They do like yoga classes and stuff, yeah. and mindfulness. They do yeah. pole dancing classes. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Um, but they also do this open mic night, and there's music, and I'm sure there will there will eventually when the comedians find it, there will be comedy, and and you know, um, often there is just like a dancing baby there. Mm-hmm. Um, crouton. Yeah, and crouton. the other baby though. Yeah, that is. Cr- John Billy Max Child Kirby Crouton. is yeah okay Kirby Kirby um musical act Crouton um really loves that she gets to work at open mic mm-hmm. yeah um and she likes to go up to Billy Mac while he's performing and go Daddy I want to snuggle <laughs> and he'll go I can't snuggle right now I'm playing a song <laughs> we can snuggle when I'm done and it's That's it's great. actually really nice to see him like get to be a father and to see that be a part of this community in this community hub because very much it is a community hub i know that he had some issues trying to find a venue that would allow him to have an open mic night that was free mm-hmm. um because he did talk to his local movie theater in his town and i believe they wanted to charge for it and he yeah. said no thank you huh. and it's it's so nice to be surrounding ourselves with where i am at a point as a performer where i get to say no a lot mm-hmm. Um, which is super fun. I like saying no. Um, makes me feel powerful, mm-hmm. um, like a man. Um, yeah, I don't know but what like. the, uh, yeah. Oh, great, great. Get to use urinals in my restrooms. It's awesome. Um, but the um, the point is that the um, it's important to show people by example of the guests that you're allowed to just not work with people you don't think yeah. are great. And we choose very purposely to work with people like Billy Mac because he's genuinely like he believes in the same ethics 
I mean, I think it's important to surround yourselves with people who have strong values. And, and, and I think it's easy to find people who are doing something sinister or doing something yeah. for wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. But not to sound like a broken record, but it's so important to us to mm -hmm. not be around them. Sometimes it feels like a detriment to have strong ethics in the battle, mm -hmm. but it feels worth it in the war, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because the people that are s surrounding us end up being the quality people. Mm -hmm. Well, can I just say, well, thank you both so much for allowing us to speak with you today. And that I'm going to almost say, because you all said that you allowed us to have this conversation, that you're going to consider this a good circle here, because you wouldn't have oh, agreed absolutely. to come on if you felt that this was any way shape or form something negative so thank you so much for being so gracious with your time we actually went way over than i thought <laughs> oh i'm and, so sorry no, 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 no. Oh, it was great we had such a fun time seriously that's great yeah i know that i want to be mindful so the thing about the prison in elmira yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that we'll come back to that three hour discussion about uh, i'm gonna get the research team on that make sure we'll get the um footage and how much would it cost if we wanted to add um, a fence and what kind of material would we need? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, please yeah. join us next well, time. Well, that's Tommy Hilfiger. Except we're not going to offer him as much money um, as the next yeah. guy. Except I'm for so sorry. that story. No, I love it. I love it. We learned so much today. Um, and I want to say thank you to both of you guys again. Uh, I think it's just really great that we're allowing uh, for myself, I'm going to talk selfishly. I'm, I'm getting an opportunity to really meet people who are in their element or at least walking the line where they're showcasing that. And when you see somebody really thriving in their element, it's just so overwhelmingly incredible that I just, I personally feed off of that when I watch people do well at what they do. So thank you again for allowing us to talk to you guys a little longer than maybe you guys need because I know you have to work and you have to work and I have to work and I know <laughs> Cody, you got an early morning appointment that you got to take care of it. So uh, again, I'm late for St. Louis in the morning at five o'clock. And um, Oh my goodness. They canceled my appointment this morning. <laughs> they didn't tell me. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> but oh, oh. Well, thank you so much, hey, seriously. And if you ever want to do this again, we're down. Blast. We loved it. And Cody, welcome aboard. Cody, well, thanks, man. Thank you. It's really been incredible. Appreciate I think it. it was a great. Hey, it's a great addition. way. It's a great way for me to come on. This was perfect. Perfect two people to uh, to uh, mm -hmm. speak with for the first time. So to start this thing or whatever. So, so thank you yeah, guys. Thank you. Really, really appreciate and, um, it. So again, this uh, Saturday, Brianna's featuring at the Hamburg Open Mic, sponsored and run by Billy. It's uh, Mac, who also has that Crouton Incredible feature that will be happening there too. Um, it's in a cool environment, and then. 6-12, 6-12, June 12th, it's Monday. You're going to be there, unless you're trash people, don't come. Unless you're cool trash people. But if you're an asshole, don't come. come. They just got to shut the fuck up. But again, this is a place where we're going to really see some really awesome stuff because these people curated it. And it's a, a return. It's a return of the popcorn poetry. So we'll see you guys there. Thank so you much guys. Popcorn. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually digest this tonight. So hey, again, I, looked, I looked for movie snacks, but all I could find was a half-eaten box of cereal. So... Um, I don't Bro, know I wish they had Frankenberry at the movies. Well, I don't even have Frankenberry. It's like some old man cereal, like a you know, special raisin brand or, or something. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> Great nuts, I think, is the the old. You know, yeah. my favorite cereal. He will forever make fun of me for it. Yeah, it's the original or Honey Nut. I can't have Honey Nut. It has almond in it, and I'm allergic. Stop telling people to kill you. <laughs> the original. 
<laughs> you wouldn't expect there to be like almond in the Honey Nut Cheerios, but there is. Well, Thank you so much, seriously. Another factoid for everybody out there: there's almonds in the in the Cheerios. So if you have an almond allergy, stay away from it. Thank you, guys. And that's how we're gonna end it. And then six twelve, please be there. And you guys, good luck to everything. And we look forward to all these amazing things that you guys are doing. And you write every day or whatever. All right, bye, Cody. Thank hey. you guys. Hey, <laughs> take care. It's fun. Hey, see Thank you so much. All right, bye.